When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with Bubba Jenkins, who is yeah, fighting yeah. next week. NCAA champion, Bellator star, as well as Ian Harris, who hey. is a comedian and a trainer and an atheist. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, American <laughs> Icon Autographs, AIASE.com, the best sports celebrity memorabilia at events. Signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, everything else in between. They have signings from Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlise Conan, and more. Go to their website. Find out who's signing next. Build your man cave. A-I-A-S-E dot com. Also, tip a fighter, which is Bubba Jenkins' company. Yeah. Okay, fighters are severely underpaid, and Bubba has come up with a way where we can directly pay the fighters. Okay, Bubba's fighting next week. Throw this man your money, okay? Mm-hmm. He says he's going to uh, knock out Ryan Parsons, right? What's his name? Uh, I agree that you don't know his name. I'm, I'm full in support of that. Yes. His name is Jordan Parsons. Jordan Parsons. Ryan and Parsons is a traitor. To, uh, I, I plan to take his nose and throw it into the crowd like a mouthpiece. You're going to throw his nose into the... What, his nose? See that, people? I'm going to knock it off. I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to throw it into the crowd like a mouthpiece. So if you like what Bubba's doing, go to <laughs> tipafighter.com. Fighters, there is no reason you should not be with this company. You're already in the octagon or the cage anyway. People are willing to give you money. Take it. I always like free money. So, tipafighter.com, and that is it. Uh, I'm excited for today's show. Uh, I had a date last night. It went horrible. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. It was a Tinder date. Uh, once again. How, I, how often do you pick up a Tinder date? Because I, I, I every time, and I, I, I see you. I used to see you twice a week. Now it's once a week. Yes. And every time you're on a new date. I know. Well, well, there's a couple. There's a couple girls it's that I actually. There's been a girl I actually really like. I actually really like this one girl who, but she said she wants to like make it more organic, keep it slow, which is good. Right. But so this girl from Tinder, she kept hitting me up. That right. was a red flag. Uh-huh. When a girl like keeps texting you, she wants to go out. Then you're like, uh oh, why? Why? And she's sending me pictures of herself. She I haven't met her. Step down. So I go to pick her up. Uh, she asked me to go pick her up. I'm like, okay. I drive out to Pasadena. I, I, I like pick her up. I'm like, okay, so pick a place. She gets in my car. I'm like, where do you want to go? I don't know. I'm like, I don't live. I live but, in the valley. So oh, yeah, I'm yeah, asking yeah. her to pick a place. So she's like, I don't know. Let's just go downtown. All right, which way downtown? Get on the freeway. I'm like, what exit should we get off? She doesn't tell me what exit to get off. Mm. Then she starts telling me the history of the freeway. And, and then it just keeps going on. And by the way, when I first met her, she went to hug me, hug me way too long. It was like, a, like, you know, like people just hug you for another. And then she went to kiss me, but like kind of headbutted me. So it was like we greeted via but headbutts. Was she hot? She was okay. She Can was, we see past this? No, she, or? Was, she was pretty. She was a pretty, pretty girl. But talking about her, yeah. two, her two kids and it's just like 30 minutes on her two, her two kids. Yeah. And it was just like. Well, if you don't have a plan. If you failed to plan, then you... I should, no, I asked her fail. to pick a place. 
So finally, yo, you got to know that that's a rookie mistake, though. It's like, her, how it's many her guys? Name. How many guys know that you just can't randomly be like, oh, so where do you want to eat? There's like plenty of memes where it's like, oh, where do you want to eat? Oh, let's just go to Wendy's. Okay, let's go to. Oh, I want Chipotle. <laughs> so, you know, there's like situations that you know. You I didn't know. Put I, in. I don't live in Pasadena, so I, I actually I turned around. And I, I found. Uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm like, well, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. She's like, we're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> See? I, I told you so. Maybe she was using it as like free Uber and she just she's wanted to get downtown. She is. She's yelling at me, right? So finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take you home. We haven't even got anywhere. I'm like, I, I could already tell we're not vibing. So then she's like, why do you want to take me home? I'm like, first of all, I was talking about how her kids don't play sports and how sports are bad for kids and this and that and team sports. And, yeah, just telling me all these nonsense. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't feel a connection. Plus, it's getting late. It was like 720. I'm like, it's, <laughs> we're getting, it's getting late. And then she's like, uh, you know what? Fine. So you know what? Why are you taking me home? Tell me what's, what's on your mind. Talk to me. I'm like, all right, you're crazy. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you're crazy, but I'm just ha I'm picking up crazy vibes. <laughs> I have enough crazy people in my life. She goes, well, you're crazy too. I'm like, you're right. I am crazy. And there's not enough room for two crazy people. So only one of us can be crazy. And, and then she's like, let's just get a drink. So we stopped off. We got some Thai food. And uh, I, I like, but it was one of those things. She's like, tell me about yourself. Uh, she told me about her whole life. But she would say things like, yeah, my kids are in movies. And name like 30 actors are in. And I'd be like, what movie? I, and she'd be like, I, I can't tell you. I'm like, well, then why are you telling? It was one of those things where everything was like a, a mysterious secret. Mm -hmm. Oh, I used to model in Milan. Oh, what 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 company do you work for? I don't want to tell. Like, like, it's just, it was annoying. And then finally I was like, uh, yeah, you know, she said, tell me about yourself. Well, you know, when I was three, my mom left. My parents got divorced. Oh, your mom left? Oh, I can never leave without my kids. And gives me 30 minutes about her kids again. So I just was like, you know one what? One to 10, how hot was she? Uh, she was like a... Seven, uh, yeah, I eight. Took her, I, I would have took her ass home too. Yeah, so, but crazy's good for one night though. Crazy Sometimes. is good for one night, but she's already called me three times today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after all this, so I just couldn't. Uh, Yo, so what's up with these mini ass cupcakes up there on the bar, son? We got mini. We got cupcakes. I'm a, I'm a week out, and I'm about to break something. <laughs> Who are those cupcakes for? For us? I'm about to break something. A few days. Okay. Now you're a week out. How's your weight? Yo, Adam, I'm gonna hit you. With oh, right, this you mic, don't want to know. You can't tell me about your dodgeball. Weight. Dodgeball. Okay. Now, now, you, now you're you in your throat. Now you're fighting next week. How has training? Friday night, baby. Friday night. Yo, I had this dream that I fucked his ass up in the uh, pre-fight warm-up. Really? <laughs> I, had a, I had a dream that I was upstairs and I was shadow boxing, and you know, we're, we're in the hotel. They have you like in, you know, they have rooms that are open, not like hotel rooms, but just like ballroom places where you can go and warm yeah. up. And sometimes they do the, you know, camera there and stuff like that. So I was, in, in my dream, I was in there warming up and he walked in on my warm-up, you know, and this is, like, this is not like the fight's at six and it's 5.45 and I'm warming up. This is like the fight's, Tonight at six, I got up, got a good run in. It's one o'clock in the day, and I go in for a nice little warm up at two o'clock. And he walks in on my warm up, and in my dream, I just grabbed his ass, but I grabbed him by his arms and I lifted him up by his elbows. And he just had like the soul just sucked out of his face. Like I saw fear in his heart. Are you, are you sleeping okay? Sometimes I see you up at like one o'clock in the morning, yeah, no, retweeting I, two o'clock. Are you getting sleep? Yeah, I'm getting plenty of sleep because I take naps during the day. But, okay, I mean. It helps me because during fight, like, I don't go to sleep a lot. You know, during weigh-ins, the night before weigh-ins, I'm fucking starving, blah, blah, blah. So I don't go to sleep that well. And then I'm all anticipated about the fight. So I don't go to sleep that well. Now, are, you, are you still sparring or no? No, today was the last day of sparring. All right, that's good. So you're not going to get injured. So now, today, is this nope, light training injuries, for now? Light training. 
a little weight cut, a little this, a little that, you know. And now you still haven't had sex. Is like, is your wife very upset about this? No, she she's she's understanding. You really, know, we haven't had sex since September nineteenth. Okay, so, so, did you give her like a vibrator for your for during your thing or not? I mean, she has her things to to make sure that she's still happy. I mean, I, you know, got to keep the lady happy. happy or like wife, you watching her, cheering her on, and be like, "This could be me." <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You don't want to tempt yourself in that way. It's not like you know. Oh, that's good. All right. I mean, my wife's hot, so to sit here and watch her do things by herself, it would not be. I don't know if I could stick to the plan. Yeah, right. You, know, you might have to break the plan. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, are you are you going to see Creed on Thanksgiving? No, I'm not. Why not? I just haven't. I, it hasn't. You know, there's I, certain I, movies that are just like, yeah, I want to see that. When I saw Creed, I was just like, I, I'm definitely going to see it. But I don't even know if Paul even had a kid. He never had a kid in any of the Rockies, and now all of a sudden he has a kid hey, who's a champion. You know, you know, black people, dog. <laughs> right? You that's a good point. People. I don't have a kid yet. I mean, <laughs> I do have a kid now, but I'm saying later in life there might be some person that says, "Hey, I'm your son." And really? Like, Yo, you From Arizona. What? Could be right. Could be from Pennsylvania. Now, now, Ian Harris. I lived uh, in Florida. Could be a Florida kid out there. Good. Okay. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. Now, Ian Harris is a, a friend of mine. I've always respected his work. Very, very funny comedian. Very smart right. comedian. One of those comics that I watch, and I'm like, fuck, he actually has points. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I gotta get some more points in my act. Uh, you, but you're also a, a trainer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, for thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah. Now, now, where did you learn how to fight? Man, I started boxing when I was six because I saw Rocky. Okay, um, and I was white, so you know it gets you pumped up. When you, <laughs> hey, a white guy can fight. Oh shit! And where did um, you grow up? I grew up in Northern California, okay. Santa Cruz. Yeah, so I, I I just I boxed for like four years as a kid, like you know, police athletic league kind of you know that kind of little amateur boxing stuff, and then just started. I've been training my whole life, you know, wrestle a little bit, jujitsu for almost twenty years, and just. Well, now what belt are you in jujitsu? Um, getting my black belt, but I've, it's been 19 nice. years. Yes. Thank it's, you. It's been how long? 19 years. 19 years. Yes. Okay. But I, I stopped, you know, training fighters for 10 years. I didn't put on a gi. I didn't have anybody I was training under. So, you know, after 14 years, I put a gi back on and it's like, oh, I'm still a purple belt, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to. Now you keep quitting comedy. What's up with these guys? I, I actually, <laughs> I, I like read your bio. And it was like, took eight years off, came back. What are you doing? I took five years off. I, I you know, I had a kid in 2005. Okay. And I was on the road full time and, and I had the, the team, the fight team thing was kind of going up. And I was like, man, do I want to be on the road full time with a kid? No. Didn't want to do it. And I burned a lot of bridges, which I won't talk about. <laughs> burned a lot of bridges in, at in that, the comedy world. Yeah, no, just, now you, you know, gotta, I mean, you're not yeah. gonna talk about it. This well, is I mean, the place I can't say I'm gonna I'm gonna rebring reburn those bridges. Well, well don't don't say names, but where the, hey, the bridges burn, they ain't coming back, baby. <laughs> hey, it's 15 years back. ago. No, I was I was at one of those points. You know when you kind of get I don't know, maybe it's just me, but get these like you know there was a, a period of like three four years where I was doing really well, like two maybe almost five years, 2000 when I first moved down here to like 2005 where I was. I was killing it. I was getting up on stage anywhere I wanted, getting, you know, having deals and all this kind of stuff going on. And I kind of just got a little kind of cocky, I guess. So I would go up on stage and I would say crazy shit. Like I would, I would read emails from like Comedy Central, like their rejection email to me right. or something. And I would read it on stage and I would pick it apart and I'd, I'd say names. And then I would, I did a, a big festival uh, or a big um, TV show, kind of a, a showcase. And I did my showcase about their comments from the last year's showcase. That's brilliant. And and it was hilarious, but it pissed off everybody involved. Fuck and then that. for like That's... three years, they wouldn't even give me time to showcase. Black would... Yeah, but that, but that could either either go either way. They could either love you and you become right. like the star of the showcase or you could be, get... That was kind of my thought. I'm like, oh, everyone's got a sense of humor. They know I'm just, I'm just fucking around. And, you know, um, 
It's like Duck, funny it's like, until it's not funny. Right. It's like yeah. Doug Stanhope created a, it's a Just for Laughs festival in Montreal. He created a Just for Spite festival at the bar next to Montreal. And, and every year he was having a Just for Spite and just, wow. and just would just shit on everybody who was at the festival. And uh, I fucking, That's brilliant. I, I, I love him for it. You know I mean? I, I love when guys do. I actually, I was thinking about that. I actually, when I, when I was uh, like my third year into comedy, I was like, I, I was, you know, in the comedy you have this like, oh, I got this message, and I'm, I was like very, like very dirty. I was ten times dirtier than I am now, if you can imagine. <laughs> and uh, I had no clean act, and there was doing this like funniest, this Good Morning America contest, funniest person in America, and it was right next to where I was giving out flyers all night at Hamburger Harry's in New York City to beg people to come. So we had just got done, and all these people were doing like funny animal noises or something. <laughs> so I signed up, and I went up there, and I gave like the dirtiest. Like, told the producers I wanted to bang them. Just the dirtiest set I ever could do. And uh, the female producers. So so then, like, the audience voted, right? They gave you, like, a 1 to 10. People were holding up the number 10 and covering the 1 just to give me a (laughs) 0. That's how how bad. Although, I I think it, like, 20% actual 10s. Because some people loved it. But I understand understand what you're saying. Sometimes you you have that. But even now, like, it, 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 it... this business gets so frustrating. Sometimes, so sometimes frustrating. I'll, I'll, I'll call a booker and I'm like, "Hey, you know, like, how's it going? Great, man. You know, like, here's my resume. I, you know, I thought after last comic standing, I would never have a problem getting into any club. Right. And then I thought after the first time, Leno. Okay, I'm gonna. Then second time, Leno. And now I got a show uh, coming out in April. It's on eight episodes on a network. So I'm calling bookers. I'm like, "Hey, I wanted your club. They're like, "Okay, uh, yeah, that's probably gonna happen. Just make sure you just just call back. I'm just like, "Fuck, man, like." What it's, it's, it's I understand like yes. the why people are just like man fuck this it's it's you know? so I, I get that too I took taking five years off was like the best thing I ever did for my act because I I threw away all I, I'd probably still be doing stuff like you know what's up with nine hundred two one zero you know I'd probably yeah. still be doing shit that I because I you know I did wouldn't have evolved so I took the time off and coming back I threw almost everything away he says I'm gonna start from scratch write shit that I'm interested in I don't have to worry about making it, I'm on the road, you know, just do it for fun. And it's been the best time of my life for, for my writing and for comedy. But, but now I'm going back to clubs that I headlined for years and they're like, yeah, we haven't seen you in a while. Uh, you know, I mean, people that, people that I helped get started that now own clubs that won't book me because they remember me back from when they were emceeing and, you know, oh, and just I, like yeah. crazy shit. And it's just like, now really? I, was, I was reading some of the things that you've done, which I, 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 I got a big kick out of it last night. So, oh, shit. so you, yeah. I knew you as like the atheist comic. Right, which is funny because he he goes to church every single Sunday. Nice. So this is the really good uh, booking. Difference here, right? of opinion. <laughs> Difference of go. opinion. And we're gonna put that in that in that little bag, and we're gonna tie it up, and we're gonna put it in someone's pocket. <laughs> okay, That's thank you. Difference of opinion. Right of now, opinion. some of the places that you've played are the atheist conventions. Oh yeah. You in 2012, you did the Ascent of Atheist Convention in Denver. 2013, you did the American Humanist Association of National Convention in San Diego. In 2013, you were the CFI summoned in Tacoma, Washington. What goes on at these atheist conventions? A lot of baby eating and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> sacrifices and kill. No, abortions. You know <laughs> exactly. They talk about politics. And- Free abortions. We hand out uh, coat hangers. It's no. great. Um, no, you know, it's like, mostly it's like science shit. Like a lot of it's like, it's not just about atheism. It's like skepticism. But it's it's just talks. It's like you know, it's like going to Comic Con or one of that kind of kind of things. But it's there'll be a, it's all science based. So sometimes you get like like one of those. We had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. There was one where there was uh, Bill Nye was like the the, the speaker. Science guy, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's kind of cool. Like they'll just talk about science or whatever. But the thing is that it's it's 
because the reason they have like atheist conventions is because it's such a small minority of people that there's no community for people to get together and know that, hey, there's other people that, that are, you know, that, are there you know, that don't crazy. believe like I don't believe. <laughs> and are, there, are, there, are there any hot chicks there or no? Eh, you might get one or two. <laughs> it's usually old people at conventions, man. It's like, you know what you got to do though? I, I did uh, Dragon Con this year, which is like the East Coast. It's like Comic-Con, yeah. but it's a huge thing. 70,000 people, all cosplay. And you get the crazy, like, it's like Halloween. You know how Halloween's like just an excuse for chicks yeah. to get slutty? Comic, like those like cosplay conventions. It's crazy. It's What's like cosplay? I don't even know co- what that is. Costume, like where they dress up in oh. like, as like fucking superheroes. Or, so it's just people walking around for a weekend dressed up as like superheroes. And they just, it's just the, the excuse to get as slutty as possible. One of it's the like, weirdest conventions I've ever uh, accidentally <clears throat> been a part of was... Uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, we had a dog, and we went to Vegas, and they said you can't have a... There was only one hotel that allows dogs in Vegas. He wasn't a service dog back then. So we went to this, this hotel. It's not even like a hotel. It's off the beaten path. It's like condominiums kind of thing. And there's all these people with schwa stickers, like, running around. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, is that, a, is that a fucking schwa sticker you have? I'm like, you're a Nazi? And the guy's like, no, I'm part of this alien... It's this group of people that they believe in aliens. Wow. And, uh, and they're all, like, swingers... And their their <laughs> emblem is the swastika, just to get attention. And, and, and but it has nothing to do with Nazis. It's just like, well, we want to take back the swastika. But they just do it so that you confront them, and and then they could get it into a dialogue with you about their stupid fucking religion. And I was like, I'm like, they got me. They fucking they, they got totally, you. Totally, totally trolled me. It worked. Oh, and you joined. hundred percent. hundred percent. So about this swinger thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now, Bubba, you we, we didn't talk to you on a uh, Monday. Obviously, you're a you're, you're a Bellator guy. Represent. Uh, now in Bellator, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of crazy things happening with your league right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. One. Uh, Kimbo Slice is fighting Data 5000. <laughs> uh, and Ken Shamrock is fighting Hoist Gracie for the third time. Uh, I heard uh, like 22 years ago they fought once. Yeah, Shamrock. Yeah. They fought twice. Uh, they fought UFC 1 and UFC 5. Uh-huh. Uh, this is uh, Ken Shamrock is 53 years old. Uh, Hoist is 49. Well, what, what's the score? Uh, it's, right. Well, the first one, uh, I think the second one was a draw. First one, hoist first one, one hoist one. So what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts is Ken got to get one. <laughs> you know, I don't care how old you are. It's the grudge match, baby. We got to get one. Nah, man. Um, you know, I think Bellator's doing a lot of good things to get people talking about it. You know, like like I used to say, any publicity is good publicity. Really? You know, yeah. Well, any publicity? Any, <laughs> like any, you think OJ Simpson's publicity was good for him? Hey, you know OJ Simpson more than just football player. Yeah, you know him as murderer. Yeah. Is that really? And and the guy who beat up him, someone else for his <laughs> murderer stuff. with a yeah. book deal. Though. Yeah, yes, so. with a book deal. That's right. And people bought the book because of his murdering. If not I, because ha- if of his I had done it, this is how I had done it. <laughs> right. That was so ridiculous. See what had happened was. So you think this is good for Bellator? Yeah, I think it's good for Bellator because it's still up the alley of fights. You know, it's still talking about two fighters of legendary status, you know, being that Shamrock and everybody. I mean, they should bring back his brother as well. You know? Frank Shamrock. And they're paying him in hip but, replacement but, surgery. But who are so. they trying to get? Like what? Like The the like, audience like, of fight of the, the 80-year-olds that watch the UFC. No, the, the people that, like, okay, you think about it. The 
You don't want to see it because you're a real MMA I do want to see it. I want to see it. Of course you want to see it. That's even proves the point. The thing is, like, the MMA fans, like, hardcore MMA fans, don't want to see Demetrius Johnson because of his technique. Those guys are, are, I mean, there's a lot out there, believe me. I mean, we we have them on our podcast as friends and family and, and, and fans. But then there's the people that are just like, oh, I kind of, I know MMA. I, I know who Shamrock is. Oh, you know, I kind of, and they're trying to bring those fans in. You know, there's, obviously, UFC is trying to get the hardcore fans and people who want to see good fights and things like that i feel like bellator just wants to bring in anybody who likes mma in any kind but why, of i mean why not they just have i mean why while they're at it let's have casey anthony versus <laughs> octomom hey. I, I mean i mean at, at what point because are we going <laughs> they're at no point and ever in their history of legendary did they ever put on a gi or fight or or do anything well, like that still up the alley you, of well MMA. one has a good chokehold she just choked <laughs> yeah. just choked your kid <laughs> drowned yeah drowned him in the sink uh, but you know the people that still come to me all the time when they find out and they'll be like if I train and they'll they'll to this day people will be like so how about that Hoist Gracie man people, is, he, is he is he still the champion <laughs> you're like, people, no the you're fuck? right people will say to me oh I used to watch it back when it was Hoist Gracie right. I used to watch it so they're trying to get those fans it is a good idea the, the Kimbo Slice for Shamrock went, was a ratings huge victory for them right so obviously I wanted uh, to be on that card so bad yeah, and, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm not watching it." And, oh, you're not watching it. That's stupid. That's... And millions of people watched it. Millions of people watched it. And then it just got people talking about Bellator. There's now more fans for Bellator. How's your energy, by the way? I remember when I used to suck weight. Like I would get very just like, you couldn't bump into me. Man, I would get pissed. Somebody drunk drank my water at practice today. And I almost flipped the whole building over. Really? Like, I was very upset. And I can tell you who it was. Emmanuel Newton <laughs> drank your my water? water today. Yes. Wow. And there's, we have a fridge of waters, right? There's hundreds of waters on the bottom rack. All the same waters. I have one water that's particularly on the top rack that doesn't look like any other water. So it's like, if you want water, there's plenty of waters. Just yeah. there's one that's sitting there. It's already got crinkles in it. Already can tell that I've been drinking from it. And it's it's mapped out strategically for when I'm supposed to have it. I come to the end of my hard workout and my water is gone. Damn. Now, did you ever compete in fighting at all? No, well, just in all the various components of it. Like yeah, but did you ever have a mixed martial arts and, fight? Or? No, no, I did. A, I'm an old man. I did. I did a, an in-house smoker one time. That's about back in about mm -hmm, 18 mm -hmm. years ago. Did you win? <laughs> yes. Now and that's, you, that's but, about as far as I've ever gotten. But you wrote a book, uh, right? No, or, or you have a, a you 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 coined some kind of fight systems. What is it? Oh, you know, it's, you know, they, uh, yeah, that's Wikipedia probably. Huh? So, yeah, you know, they they make shit up. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, the you know, unicorn slayer no, on Wikipedia, no, so yes. No, I you know, know. What, it, what it was is that is that. Um, because people have used the term, so I, I had to fight I science. Fight science because they ended up making a TV show called something. It was like sports science, and yeah. they called it fight science at one point. And I had to send them a letter. But yeah, that, I used to I called it I called it fight science before MMA was a term because back then it was no holds barred, right? Everything right. was NHB, and then they started they didn't know what to call it because they took they put put the gloves on and everyone was doing was um you know they started adding the rules and they didn't call it mixed martial arts. So I was like, well, what am I going to call you what it I fight teach? Science. So I said, instead, I don't want to be martial arts, so I called it fight science. I'm so happy because uh, the UFC fight science championships, I don't know how, how that would go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was just like what I called my system. You know? like, now, have you ever trained any uh, pro fighters? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, any in, in the UFC? Yeah, yeah, I've trained. Well, I've trained some I've trained with. I have a, a guy who just, he just got released, Christos Yagos. Um, 
I've trained. I've had a couple guys on tough. Uh, Jared Carlston, you probably know. Oh yeah, he, he Jared Carlston uh, was my uh, teacher. Oh okay, he trained me at, at Tenth Planet. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a great. He's a great guy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, jiu jitsu. So, he's he just, so fucking flexible. It's he just got to get his his when he gets he gets in his own head. Yeah, sometimes. he gets That's beat his, by guys. Yeah. I'm like, how yeah. the, who the fuck beat you? Yeah, you no. know, like how 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 are you losing a fight? He just gets in his head, man. And and the, I think tough kind of messed him up a little bit because he that was a that was a brutal. He one. had a terrible. He fights against a guy. Who is like has zero stand up and and uh, and and jujitsu? He was like uh, like a third degree black belt in Brazilian jitsu. That guy he fought. Yeah, Cristiano Marcel. And he goes to the ground with him. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? But you know, I think I think that was he was on Team Faber or whatever. Yeah. I think they were like pull guard. Oh really? They yelled like pull guard? guard or something. I was like, what are you pulling guard? Pull guard because you know his guard's good, but still, it's yeah. like the only two black belts in the house. They put them up against each other first. It's like there's a guy though that I I watch this guy and I'm like. I, I, I grappled with him, and he's so flexible and tall, and, and he's so great for that tenth planet system. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he kind of has the same body frame as Ben Saunders, and you watch him, and you're like, "This guy's losing fights," and you're like, "Fuck, man!" You <laughs> you, you, you see how good people are, right? Yeah, uh, but it goes to say that like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, so much about MMA, wrestling, boxing. It's mental. You can be as jacked as you want, have as much speed as mental. you want. And, and ha- you know, take the right supplements and, and do everything right. And then you can get into the cage. And if your head's not right, if between your ears isn't as strong as your biceps or your kicks are, then you're you're screwed. I mean, you can lose a fight before the cage even locks. You can yeah, lose a fight yeah. before oh, weigh-ins because of what's going on in your head. That's why you want to bet on Holly Holm. Because of what's going on outside of the cage, for, yeah, it's a very for, tempting. It's a very tempting. I don't want to bet <laughs> on Ronda Holly Holm because Marina is my friend. Yeah, uh, Ronda's mom. But it is looks my tempting, friend, is what I mean. Doctor Anne Marie. Oh of the head yeah, issues. yeah. We'll talk, oh, and we'll, we will get into that. Um, who else? So Jared's one of your guys. Who um, else? I train with, um, and I've trained him. I cornered him for his first UFC fight, Pedro Munoz, who just oh, yeah. who just lost this last weekend. That, you know what? That's I a guy. That Pedro Munoz. Trains over at Black House. Yeah. And Alan Juban yeah, I know, was, I know, was telling me, this guy, Pedro Munoz, like runs the gym. He's yeah. like, this guy is so good. He's 15 and one. And he's like, watch out for this guy. He was yeah. the first fight on Fight Pass. He gets no love from the UFC. So I was like, okay. And they put him up against some guy that was 17 and one. Yeah, who, who was fucking, that guy's, that guy's crazy. Another fucking too. great guy. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, yeah. man. you like... You, and you he had a year level. off too. They had a, he had a year off because they had some screw up in, in with his yeah. stuff and which was all cleared. But he was he had a, a year off, um, over a year off. Um, so that's like a, that's a really tough fight to come back for. But yeah, he him. You know, it's funny talking about mental. I got this one kid. He's he should be in the UFC, but they're not bringing in thirty fivers right now. But he's fought for the RFA title twice. His name's Terry Ware. He fought um, Luke Saunders, and his last fight was against Leandro Higo for the UF, UF, uh, USA versus Brazil card. That's one of those guys. When I first trained with him, I'm like, "This kid's not very good." Um, I mean, he's okay, but I didn't think he was that great. And then he went 12 and one when we were together. And I'm like, "Where the hell is this?" And he's just all mental. And he gets it and now. He's really good, but he's still got this. This you just you can't you can't teach that. There's no, just something. Like, it's about like when, it. I, when I met Greg Jackson, I it was like Clay Guida first came to their his gym, and I go, "How's Clay doing?" And Greg's like, "I can't believe how good he's done." with the small amount of skill he has. And, and, and he wasn't saying it as an insult. No. But Clay was one of those guys that would get into the cage and just outwork you. Yeah. And he would just outwork you. And eventually people figured out like, okay, you know what to do with him. But 
There are certain guys like that where yeah. Dan Hardy. I was going to say, I, I trained with Dan Hardy for a long time. And I was, that was the guy I was going to say. He said something to me one time. And I, I'm paraphrasing. So Dan, if I'm, I'm fucking it up, sorry. But he said something. I was training with him. I'm like, man, no, the first time I ever met you, we went to, this was back when he was, he was over at Legends. And we went there and we trained. And it was me and this guy I used to train, Chad George. I don't know if you know Chad. He had, they had a little documentary about yeah, him. Yeah. So I trained Chad for years since the first day he walked in the gym. So we went over there. And um, friends with Mac Danzig for a long time. So he invited us over to the fight team training. And Dan wasn't in the UFC yet. He was fighting for the cage war or yeah, cage yeah, yeah. rage title. And, and and we were training and it was like, everybody was just submitting this guy left and right. Submitting Dan. Yeah, submitting yeah, Dan. And I'm like, this guy sucks. How's he going to fight for the for the cage rage title or whatever? And then I watched him, I watched it online and he beat the shit out of the guy. And the guy couldn't finish him. The guy couldn't take him down. I was like, that's not the same dude. And I told him that when he started, he came and started training at my old gym, PKG. Yeah. And he was training there regularly for a couple of years. And one day I told him, I said, you know, it's so weird, man. In the gym, you get your ass kicked. Like people tap you out left and right. And he said, he goes, you know what? He goes, I knock people out. He goes, goes, so what I do is I I don't knock out my teammates. He's like, so every time I hit you on the chin, I'm thinking to myself, I just knocked you out. I just knocked you out. He goes, no, you take me down. You submit me. I'm not going to fight it. He goes, I'm, you know, I'm, we're learning. I'm working, you know, I'm doing my thing. You tap me out. No big deal. He goes, but when the fight comes, I'm not going to tap out to that. And when I hit you, it's gonna be all force. I'm probably gonna knock you out. I had the exact same experience with Dan, like wrestling wise. I was like, like go with him, and I'm like, this guy's in the UFC. I was like, when's my tryout? You know, like, <laughs> like but but I, and he just has this like he has this A thing switch, where man. And, he, and I asked him, I go, what the fuck happens to you? He goes, I just have fun. He goes. I yeah, just, you gotta goes, have a switch though. I, I often when I was coming in wrestling, I would also. I would I would try so many things that if you were recruiting me to go to your college and you saw me work out, you'd be like, this guy's not going to make it because I would be trying all kinds of extravagant yeah, shots right. and, and I would do a forward roll into a double leg and, <laughs> and, you know, and I would go to my back a lot and like it was jujitsu and stuff and my coach would be like, you know, what are you doing? But in the match time, we ain't playing games. You know, this right. is this is what yeah. takes. You know, we're playing no, for all there, the marbles. There are guys who have the exact opposite. Exact opposite. Uh, like like in the room, said, all the Americans. People said Mike, Mike Pyle. They said was a nine-time world champion in the gym. Well, everyone and says then, he's the best guy you've ever trained with. And then they <laughs> said he would get there. But by the way, we're going to call right now Super Dave Acosta, uh, who here at the MMA Roasted Podcast, we give people chances. This kid is two and zero. Oh. Uh, he's he's a he's team alpha male. He's from Texas. He's uh, thirty-four years old. Nice kid. Uh, and, and he 34 on, years old nice kid yeah, like, sound kid. like a grown ass man to me yeah pretty much uh, I was on Periscope uh-huh. and, and this guy goes hey I'm a pro how come I can't get on your podcast and I said want to come on my podcast he said yeah so now he's on my podcast uh, so, <laughs> nice. uh, so we're going to call Super Dave Acosta right now hello hey is this Super Dave Acosta this is. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins, and Ian Harris. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I just got home. I uh, watched some of your fights for uh, for Legacy. Very impressive, man. Looking looking good. Thanks. Thanks. I'm trying. <laughs> nice. So, so you're over now in Sacramento with Team Alpha Male? Yeah. Uh, I actually just moved here. Uh, well, I say just moved here, but it's already been a few months now. It's already been uh, maybe seven or eight months. Nice. And how are you, how are you liking it? Uh, it's good. I like the weather. Uh, outside of any, outside of anything, I like the just being the, the California weather uh, in general. Nice. You're, you're, you know, by the way, your your wife is very cute. By the way. <laughs> Thank you. She, I tried. To, I tried to pick her out perfectly. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she followed me on on Twitter right after you. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Uh, and I realized it was, it was her. And I was like, oh damn. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> now, I, I, I was saying I was on Periscope and this guy, Super Dave Acosta, was like, hey, man, uh, I got my first fight coming up. I got my, my third fight coming up. Now, are, are you 2-0 and or 3-0 and now? I'm 2-0. and 2-0. and Team Alpha Male. Now, you're a little a little older to get your start in MMA. How come the uh, the uh, late start? Well, I uh, I started an amateur uh, in, like, 2012. So, um, right now I'm 24. Um, you're 24. I thought you were 34. But, uh, no, of course, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> According to Sherdog, yeah, you're 34. Yeah, so, okay. Oh, that. Yeah, I, I think the Sherdog too. They they have it's one of the MMA sources. They have like a picture of Chuck Norris as me. So um, you never know with those websites. Oh, you're um, 24. Okay, well that question's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely Still 24. Okay. Uh, but even even nowadays, 24 is uh, not a late start. But you have guys in the UFC at 19, 20 years old now. So um, it's not a late start. But you know, I'm in my mid 20s right now, just just trying to keep, uh, keep on going. Now, are you you're uh, from Texas? Yeah, I'm from uh, born and raised Houston, Texas. Uh, first time moving out of Texas was to come here. Uh, nice. Train, so. Now, now, well, you know, when you're a team alpha male, are there dorms there, or is it is it a, a treehouse? Like, what? Now, where, where, where do they put all you guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me personally, uh, I I just found my own place out here. You got um, your own place. I now, know that. They, yeah, yeah. Uh, with me and my wife, and I have a little one. Uh, he's uh, seven months. Oh, congratulations! Um, so, uh, we, yeah, we, we definitely found our own place out here. But I knew that I, I know they do have fighter houses. Uh, cool. I don't know. I don't know if they're tree houses or not. I haven't seen them yet. But <laughs> now, do you have a job? Um, yeah. They, uh, right now, I, I actually uh, coach at Team Alpha now. You coach so there. I, nice. I teach. Uh, yeah, Monday through Saturday, I, I, I teach classes there. What uh, classes do you teach? Uh, I teach uh, boxing, kickboxing, and uh, and some occasional uh, strength and conditioning classes. Nice. So you must have, you must have a pretty good amateur boxing uh, record, right? Or or do you? Have uh, a- I, 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 Ironically, no. You know, I, I tell us a lot too. Uh, I, I just uh, I've been in the MMA, uh, maybe not the fighting game, but I've been in the MMA world for a while. Um, when I was seventeen, I actually uh, I started running gyms. I started managing gyms, um, all by chance, all by by right place, right time. Um, so I've been in the game for a while. I, I've I've had experience coaching and and uh, the financials of a gym. Um, so whenever I came here, uh, I just talked to the right people, and again, I call it luck, but who knows. Nice. Um, maybe like a week into uh, moving here, I was already teaching at the gym. So, oh, that's great. Uh, uh, yeah, I started with jujitsu though. <laughs> I teach striking. I always tell people that. It's so, uh, like ironic that I teach striking, and my background is jujitsu. So, now um, two of your teammates, yeah. Cody No Love and Touchy Feely, have banged Paige Van Zant. Uh, Cody says he hasn't banged her, but uh, I don't believe him. Uh, I know they dated. Are you next in line? <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I'm a hundred and ten percent fake. Uh, oh, now your wife uh, wouldn't give have, you. Uh, I mean, come on. That's. I mean, that's that's some quality tale right there. Your, your wife wouldn't let you kind of just, you know, just for one night. <laughs> if you want, you she's in the next room. I can have you ask. But um, yeah, for me, uh, <laughs> me, I, I, I definitely have to say. Uh, you know, she is pretty. Obviously, you know, she is. But uh, um, I am. Uh, I've been married for two years now. Strong and married. So. All right. No now, uh, now, uh, Dwayne Ludwig, uh, uh, left your gym. Uh, Uriah said he was not teaching the black, he was making black jokes. He wasn't teaching women. He was trying to sell you guys peanut butter. Uh, tell us the truth. What happened? Uh, well, luckily enough, I only, uh, I came to Sacramento last year to visit and I only did one of his classes. When I got here, uh, eight, about seven, eight months ago, uh, Martin Campman was already head coach. Okay. So I, uh, I will, I, I stood clear of all of that, luckily. So you don't know anything about the, the, the uh, racist stuff or the peanut butter? 
nothing in the, not uh, I didn't see anything <laughs> firsthand no so but uh just what what everyone's hearing out, out, out loud in the small talk that's in the gym but now now uh, now uh, Bubba Jenkins you are a national champion you're a fighter you're um, uh, almost a Bellator vet I mean you're you're, you're ten and two uh, <laughs> do you have any any advice for this this young buck. Keep doing it, man. He sounds like he's got you know the right head on his shoulders. Twenty four and has a family already, so he's you know mature for his age, and you know he's coaching and doing everything that he needs to do to to be successful. So, yeah, man, I'm just saying, keep doing it. I'm excited to see where he'll be in five years, because you know we we can say we talked to him when he was only two and zero, oh, and now he's you know thirteen and one and and doing it kind of thing. So I'm excited. Any thirteen and one. I just gave you a modest record, but uh, you know, are there any fifteen okay. and zero? Are there any pitfalls that he should watch out for? Um, cockiness. <laughs> no, no. Uh, probably, probably just always being prepared. I mean, like, you know, I I took some losses before I even stepped in a cage, just because I just wasn't prepared. You know, I I I thought as an amateur, I, I fought as an amateur, and I and I was in the pros. You know what I mean? So you can't do that. You got to make sure that you know your P's and your Q's are in the right direction. Your eyes are dotted and your t's are crossed now ian you being a, uh, a very th- successful atheist coach uh <laughs> do you have any um do you have any <laughs> ad- advice for pray for, for every Sunday? night pray every day exactly no you know i mean <laughs> i mean that's it's like we said before it's all about the mental game you just gotta you gotta believe and you gotta you gotta trust in your in your team and your coaches and and yourself and you just gotta you know you gotta push forward and and don't try to I say don't try to rush anything. He's saying, oh, got a late start at 24. I mean, I know people don't hit their stride till they're 30. And some people, they hit the, everybody's stride is different. So just, you know, go at your own pace and build your record and, and, and build your skills. And don't be, you know, don't be too, uh, too concerned with, with rushing it, you know? Right. Now, how do you, how do you do against Joseph yeah. Benavidez in the uh, gym? Oh, he's a, he's a straight monster. Um, he's a, he weighs as much as I, uh, I do. He's a little bit shorter than I am, but the guy, I don't know how he does it. The guy's like a truck. Um, he he feels like he's a hundred pound, well, like 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 two three hundred pounds. Um, he punches. He has like this awkward style. I'm sure y'all you seen him fight. It's not like the most technical, but it's the most uh, like uh, awkward and weird. But uh, no, he's he's amazing, man. He's a uh, he's. Um, yeah, but you, you, yeah, yeah, but you fuck him up in the gym, right? Come on, tell us. You actually you <laughs> oh, fucking bust oh, his ass. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely my humble answer. Uh, no, no, man, that guy's a monster. <laughs> that guy's a <laughs> no. He's a he, yeah. He's a he's a little tiny monster, man. He's a he's good. So who? Super Dave. Who are you calling out? Uh, actually, uh, for, for for this fight, man, uh, I had someone call my name, uh, which is kind of weird, but uh, I never. Uh, again, being new to the pro rankings and uh, new to the MMA world as professional, um, the, the promotions got a hold of me. And they gave me an opponent. I said yes, and we, we went about it like that. Uh, but this guy now uh, stirred up a lot of stuff on Facebook, so then uh, I figured I had some fun with it, and we just went back and forth. Who? Um, Who is it? I don't think it's any. Uh, and his name's uh, Jacob Northworthy. Um, J- he's fought for Legacy before. I think it was like five fights or six fights with them. Um, but uh, don't but, you yeah, just that, hate that, that be- when you're minding your business, just hanging out and training, and some fuck boy calls you out and just you know oh i want to i want to fight this guy out of nowhere you're not even the champ you don't have the belt you just you know taking care of your little one hanging out and then somebody's just like oh i want to fight this guy with a big ass mouth and a lot of bark but no bite don't you just hate that 
Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think that's the most uh, like awkward thing, too, because he has like six fights for the legacy, but I think he's like one in five or one in four. Oh, wait, <laughs> wow. wait, a one in five guy is calling you out? <laughs> exactly, right? That's the awkward thing about the situation. It's just like, uh, why, like, of all people, why, why ask me? Um, and he's a stand-up fighter, and I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. I submitted my last guy, you know, pretty quickly, and the time before that, I submitted uh, the same guy, well, the first, my, my first fight in the first round. So you're gonna, you're one in four, one in five, whatever he is. What now? A jiu-jitsu guy. What belt are you in jiu-jitsu? Whenever he's been, uh, I'm a, I'm a purple belt right now. Nice. You ever roll with Holdsworth? Uh, is he yeah, still there? I think uh, it's wicked, huh? Uh, he, he teaches the majority of the the, the morning classes, and yeah, that guy's slick. And that kid's wicked. For fighting in such a low weight class, I mean, he's he's pretty big too. So who wins? You are you are Holdsworth. <laughs> uh, it's a close battle, but I'll give it to Holdsworth. Oh, come on, man! This is this is bullshit, dude. Super Dave, you should, you're like Medium Dave. You're, you're no longer fucking Super Dave. You're 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 I don't know, average um, Dave. This is bullshit, mediocre. man. <laughs> no, it's like when I whenever we talk to alpha male guys, it's like they all give the right correct answer. I don't know if if you give the wrong answer if like they put you in a circle and run a train on your ass as far as sparring goes because yeah, yeah. they all give the right well, answer, we'll the correct the, answer and you know, they're all politically correct. None of them are the alpha male. Yeah, yeah, seriously. That's yeah. Well, there is one alpha <laughs> male. There's one alpha male. <laughs> well, listen, Super Dave, listen, I'm I'm a big fan of yours. You only have 112 followers on on Twitter. This is some bullshit, okay? You're a pro fighter. We got to get your numbers up. So where can people follow you? Yeah. Uh, um, I actually just linked them all. I, you know, um, I'm actually new to Twitter, so that's why I don't have that many, I guess. I don't know. I made it I made it a long time ago, but I just never I never actively use it uh, until recently. Um, but everything, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, and, and Twitter is, is all Super Dave Acosta. Super Dave Acosta. Listen, man, I'm a big fan of yours. You're a nice, humble kid. You got a huge future. When you become big... Don't forget about our podcast, okay? <laughs> of course not. Don't, all right. Good luck with everything, man. Thank you. Take care. All right. That was Super Dave Acosta. Nice kid. Gave him a great opportunity. Yeah, good kid. Yeah, you know, he didn't, gave him some didn't nice seem too big for the moment. He had a good interview. He spoke <laughs> well. He elocuted himself very nicely. <laughs> seemed smart. He's got a family, good head on his shoulders. I like the guy. Yeah. I just don't like... The nickname. Uh, Super Dave, why? Super Dave. You know what? My name's Dave. What's your nickname going to be? Shit, I don't know, man. Super. Yeah. He couldn't even have been alive back when Super Dave was around. Yeah, he's too young for Super Dave. 24. That's it. Super Dave. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) He does have a cute girl, man. Those Texas, I think she's Mexican. Those Mexican girls from Texas, oh, Jesus. They just, they know how to take care of their man. And uh, they're just nice and got big asses. (laughs) Nice complexions have you ever been with a Mexican chick yes I have I, I am an equal race opportunity have guy. you banged every race ah uh, no there's way too many races out there <laughs> alright so let's go <laughs> with I, right, a, a, Asian 100% right yeah I've uh, been an Asian girl uh, Spanish Oh, it's not really a race. But... Come on, buddy. Okay. Come right. on, buddy. All right. Uh, French? Of course I've been with a Spanish girl. Ah, no. no All right, no, no French. No, no, no French. Mm. Italian? Yep. yep. Um, How about Indian? Like like East Indian? No, it's technically like, Asian, like, but like... Like Middle East? No, yeah, well, like, yeah, like, like yep. from India. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Native American? 
man, let me let me let me let me <laughs> scroll down my category log. Uh, Fighting on reservations, come on. I, I haven't fought on a reservation. <laughs> no, no. But I I don't think I've been with an Indian girl. I would. Had it by, see, I, I know I haven't because had I been with an Indian girl, I would already have been a father because they get checks from the USA for being Indian, and I know that my son would be getting ten grand a so month. So you wouldn't have pulled out just so you could just to get that money? Well, of course, because I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you are so full of shit. Yeah, man, I'm in love at right. that point. So of course, I, you know, the baby's got to come, and you know, we're gonna have a family, and you know, he gets ten grand a month. Gotcha, Ian. Are, are, are you married? <laughs> <laughs> I've been married. Well, I've been with my 25 years, man. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I know I'm boring as fuck, so that's not. What does your wife do? Uh, she's a pharmaceutical rep. Wait, so you're a comedian and you're getting none of the. Uh, I mean, the, the benefits yeah, of being a comedian. Yeah, what the. That, that's why know, you quit right? for five years. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, when you're a comic, I tell people, man, like, people are like, I want to start doing comedy. And if they're like somewhat uh, average looking, good looking, I'm like, dude. You know, it's going to suck for the first five, 10 years, but you're going to get paid in pussy and you're going to get women that you'll never be able to get because you're never going to have their attention. You're never going to be able to command the stage and, and you'll be like, wow, this is the, and then you'll get addicted to it. And you got none of that. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I know. Right. See, but I was with her before I was doing comedy by a year oh. and by one year. So. Do, you, do you have any kids? Yeah, I got one. Nice. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to, I want, I'm not one of those guys that's going to have. 200 fucking kids. Right. Um, one, one was cool. I had one and I was like, I'm done. Now you did Wing Chun? I did for 10 years, man. Wing Chun, Kempa, I did. I've done everything. Does Wing dude. Chun work? No. Uh, <laughs> of course really? not. No, you know what though? I think, here's the thing. I think, every, I think everything has a place. Like I, I find myself using like a couple little things. Like I did Jeet Kune Do for a long time, which is kind of, you know, it's offshoot of Wing Chun basically. But I've done... Even every now and then, like every, I've, I've done everything, a lot of stuff. And it's like every now and then something... I'll throw something in there. Like I've, I got good spin kicks and back fists and stuff yeah. from my karate background. And, um, and sometimes, you know, the Wing Chun is all about trapping. So sometimes when I'm grappling by trapping to throw elbows and stuff, kind of, I, I keep really tight because of, of the Wing Chun. That I, that I remember I did, when I know? was younger, everyone was like pressure points. Remember that was like oh, the God. big thing, dude, there's like pressure points. And then it was like, then there was a rumor that Steven Seagal had to like, had to register his hands because they were lethal weapons, which was such bullshit. No one registered their hands. Right. You don't go to like the, the police precinct to register your hands. Pressure points don't work. No. I mean, noogies kind of work, but like not really. You're not really going to, I mean, there are like, when I was wrestling, there are moves that you do where you can put your chin in the guy's shoulder just to, mm -hmm. yeah, there's pain points. Pain points, but they don't really. Yeah. No, but I you can push that. anywhere and make it a pain point. <laughs> right. you know? no, on the top yeah. of my head, if yeah. I put my elbow there for a while, yeah. it's going to hurt. They put my, my finger in your eye. I think yeah. that's a pressure point. My favorite, my favorite uh, story was when we had Gary Goodrich on, and he said he was in a fight, and they told him no rules in Brazil. So he was so happy. And then he got there, and he said, okay, the rules are you can't, you can't uh, eye gouge, and you can't bite. And he was really angry because he said <laughs> no rules, no rules. So he's in a fight with a Brazilian. He removes the guy's cup, and he squeezed the guy's balls. And he was a professional arm wrestler, so he had fucking crazy oh, grip. No, the guy tapped, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I was trying to make peanut butter out of the nuts," <laughs> and uh, no. and that's how he won his fight. 
But and, and the crowd was booing. They were so angry at him in Brazil, you know. Yeah, no I would have booed the hell. I would have booed the hell. <laughs> First of all, that's not the way to go. All right. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not trying to see that because you can feel that as a part, as a watcher, as an observer, you can feel that. Come on, you man. Feel Even that with man's the cup, pain. though, you remember the well, that's you, a career you, you, ender right there. UFC three when when the when the Kempo guy trying Keith Hackney was punching punching Joe Son in the cup. Yeah. Right. Like even with the cup no on, rules, that was no fucking, rules, man. I, I give the guy credit. It's a fight. Hell you yes. gotta win, man. Man, hell no. All right, you're in a street fight, right? You're in a, uh, yeah. I'm in a street fight. I gotta come home to my kids. I'm grabbing a handful of nuts. You I'm are? in I'm in a, a, a cage fight or something like that, where it's just like you know the the better man wins kind of thing. You gotta fight like a man. So in your 24 street fights that you won, 24 and 0. Okay, back yes. in Virginia, you never grabbed nuts. Never grabbed nuts because I was always in a position of winning. I never got into a point where I was like, oh shit, I need to grab some nuts right now. You know what I mean? I was always whooping somebody's ass, and then I was like, you know what? The nut grab is not necessary. That was one of my favorite stories. My other one of the other favorite stories I heard on the, on this show was when Hoist when we had Henzo on. And he said he was fighting in Brazil, and it was like the Gracie clan against the other Brazilians. And Henzo's his back was against the cage, and someone stabbed him during the fight. <laughs> someone actually stabbed him, and he came in, and he still won the fight after being stabbed. That was the that, that was one of my favorite. I you hear these stories, and I'm just like, that was one of my favorite. One stories, of the sir. reasons why I kind of I I, I want to go to Brazil, but then I don't want to go to Brazil. I don't want to fight in Brazil, especially not fight a Brazilian in Brazil. Not because of, you know, the whole, oh, we're Brazilian, we're, we're going to... I don't give a care about none of that. You know, you fight in the cage. You don't fight in a, in a, in a country, in a sense. You fight where you are. But I hear some crazy things about Brazil. Like, it does not sound appeasing. Dude, the, no, women, are, cool. the women make up for it, dude. Brazilian oh, women See? are the hottest women the most sexual women. They have curves that I didn't even know were legal. Well, and down there, there's there are they're also like it's not like here. It's there's no hangups. There's no nothing with <laughs> except the girls for AIDS. Down there. But yes, but, but, well, but, 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 I'm in. <laughs> that, that, that's a little bit of a hangup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, AIDS is everywhere. I'm not just yes. in Brazil. There's, but I, I, what would they say? What's the uh, the uh, percentage of people that have AIDS? And anybody can you? Hey, uh, all right, if you look that up, thank you, man. You're the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my guys fought twice. His his first two fights for the UFC were both in, in Rio against Brazilians. You, that's, that's Christos. That's crazy. The first one he lost, second one he won, though. There are certain guys though that do better in Brazil. Uh, I thought Pat Cummings was one of those guys till his last fight, uh, but I know that like CB Dalloway was like I think five and zero in Brazil. Yeah. Um, Nick, a- Le- Nick Lentz in Brazil. I remember when I wrestled in the Northern New England tournament against Brewster Academy, and there was a kid that beat me the year before, uh, jo- Jordan something. And I came out there, and it was the finals. And they were, you know how they announced like the records, like two-time Class A champion. Oh, that's the best. Those, those was my favorite. That, that, that was my favorite. In fact, I don't even know. They do it now during the, during the matches in the NCAAs. I'm like, why are you announcing it during the matches? Such yeah. fucking well, bullshit. It kind of gives you that understanding of who each guy is. Do but, it before. Yeah. Do it. Do it before. No, do it during. The, first of all, if I'm, if I'm wrestling and I hear like, "No, I was a three time." My record. I'm, I'm focusing on that. <laughs> yeah, they got my record wrong. They got my record. Like, no, I came in third. Uh, complete bullshit. So, uh, but I remember when they, when they, they it was me versus this kid Jordan Sullivan. His name was, and I was the underdog. I was the four seed. He was the one seed. And they booed the shit out of me. It was, and I loved it. Yeah. I, I, and I beat the shit out of them. There's nothing yeah. better than silencing a crowd. I mean, I'm sure you know that. On- Man, <laughs> I got booed so hard in Romania. We were in Romania um, for European Championships um, th- right before I won Worlds. This is like a qualifier for it. So we were in Romania. And Romanian wrestling is like 
overseas soccer. You know, their crowds are, they got bands up there, you know, people really? are beating drums, waving flags. It's rowdy. I mean, we're in this nice stadium, but it's packed. I mean, you wouldn't think about Romania at the time was the second poorest country in the world. And you would think, oh, we're going to go to this like wrecked ass gym where bleachers are all splintered up. But it, it was a nice little place. And it was, I mean, it was hot. It was packed to the ceiling. I mean, people were hanging out up there. I mean, everywhere. And um, I was wrestling the Romanian guy in the semifinals and I super ducked him and he, he big bird out. And then I threw him for three off of the, off of the mat and they just started raining it was, it was down. Greco or what was it? It was freestyle. Freestyle. I, yeah. I don't know so Greco. Come it was on. freestyle. <laughs> Stop that. Okay. But it was, yeah, it was freestyle. And I, and you know, I super ducked a lot of people overseas because here in America, super duck is, is harder for me because, you know, the people I've seen it, they know what they're doing. You go overseas, no one knows what a super duck is. So I, I would just, I would play around until I needed like a super duck to help come out. I, I hit this dude with a super duck and then I threw him for three and they were just throwing things on the mat. Throwing I mean, things at you. They were throwing. Um, we Did had you love to, it? I loved it, but we, I mean, it was def definitely scary because <laughs> we were Americans, not in our, our area. So they had to, we paused, they paused the match. They had the security had to take us off the match till everybody calmed down and we came back and compete. And, now and you're finished. fighting next week in Oklahoma. <clears throat> yes. uh, is any of your family coming? Um, my son, my son Dream will be there. My wife will be there. Uh, I think I might have some surprise family from Texas. Um, I, like, I, like, like kids like, you haven't met yet? No, no. <laughs> Surprise, Dad. <laughs> dad, I'm at your father. No, I think like I, I have some uncles and stuff that, you know, they're like, oh, if you ever come close, we're going to go. But they're like, oh, no, I don't think we can make it. They're making it too obvious that they're not going to make it. Now, is your mom and dad still together? My dad died when I was nine. So, no. Dad, okay, but my, so I have a stepdad. You have a stepdad. Yeah, and they're still together. Is he white, black? He's a Puerto Rican dude. Oh. Yeah. So, so he, he's been very supportive of you over your absolutely, career? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good dude. Good man. Um, I'm actually, right after the fight on the 23rd, I have to go speak to the Navy, speak to the troops. Got to support the troops. Oh, he, he, Shout out to all the Is he the in the veterans. military? Yeah. Was he in the military? He, and he's retiring. Nice. And at his nice. ceremony, his retirement ceremony, he wanted me to speak to the troops, and the troops wanted What branch was he in? Navy. He was Navy. Okay. Now, uh, now, he, now you're so, are your parents coming or no? I don't, I, I don't think they'll be there. Does your mom get nervous? No, no. She, she's, she's built for it. She, she's been a lot of close and, and, and. Yeah, but wrestling's different than fighting. Yeah, absolutely. But she says, she, and, and the thing was, she obviously doesn't want me to fight. She wants me to do something else with, you know, with, with all my talents and whatever. But she's like, I would be more nervous if I didn't know what you were made of. I know how good and how great you can be, so you know it doesn't really scare me. I know how hard you work, so it doesn't really. Scare I want to meet me. Mama Jenkins. Mama Jenkins is awesome. Is she hot? Yeah, Mama's hot. Really? <laughs> mom's hot. <laughs> nice. My mom's hot. <laughs> nice. But I Mama Jenkins. beat your ass. Uh, all right, I'm saying, Mama, Mama Jenkins. I gotta meet Mama Jenkins. How, how yeah. old was she when she had you? Uh, she was 28. Oh, she's older. Yeah. Right. And but you know, sisters? but you know, black don't crack, dog. Mama, mama still look like a box of chocolates. A box of chocolates. <laughs> box of chocolates. <laughs> mama still looks great. And you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got a brother and a sister. Uh, they they wrestle too, or? Nope, nope. My brother's just this jacked ass meathead. You would think that he's like lethal, but he's he's built for show. I'm built to go. Um, and, and my sister's the oldest. So. She's what? She's what? My sister's the oldest. Oh, the oldest. Nice. I'm the youngest. And she's supportive of your fighting career? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's very supportive. Did your brother used to fight as, as kids or no? No, we we actually have never been in a fight. We've, we're best friends. We're best friends. We've actually never been in a fight with each other. We have fought some other people. 
Nice. I remember I, we got into this brawl. My brother saved me one time. We, we were fighting uh, at, at this football party, and this basketball dude was, you know, messing with one of our kickers. The kicker, the smallest guy on the team. The, you know, he's he's not going to bring any any punches to the party. And um, so he told me, and I was captain of the football team, so he told me, oh, you know, we got in this fight, man. This guy's over here picking on me. So I walk in this circle of basketball players, and I obviously want the biggest guy. So I just crack him. I was like, yo, you messing with my friend? He's like, yeah, who? Bow! I just hit him, right? Cracked him. And while I tunnel visioned out on beating on this guy i was kind of standing over top of him beating him up this tall i didn't even see him he's like six foot seven basketball player grabbed me behind like behind my neck right while and i just kind of like looked up from the corner of my eye kind of saw how tall he was and he was about to come down with the haymaker from jesus you know <laughs> like he, he was about well, to come well, down with uh, the wrath he, hey, <laughs> he was about to come down with the wrath of thor and literally <laughs> nice. my my brother frog hopped over me like literally pushed down on my back frog hopped over me and just cracked this dude and laid him out right through the door. It was, it was, da, 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 it was ESPN top I 10. Remember, it was beautiful. Uh, I remember <laughs> my, we had a, I was in a college tourney for like, I don't, I don't know why. I was an SAE at, uh, at SUNY Binghamton and we went to Syracuse to party one weekend. Bad and uh, and of course, like we were at this, this fraternity, it's called DU, which we called Drugs Unlimited. I guess that was what the, so we were downstairs and it was their bar and I remember House of Pain came on so we were all jumping around jump up jump up mm, that was like mm, the big song mm. what was it old at that point but still so then that's still, that song still kicks today so then uh, they started pushing us and then at my fraternity they called this SAE Sigma Alpha Hair Salon you know it was like <laughs> it wasn't it was the pretty boys right mm. so I was the only one that wrestled in the whole fraternity or like played any kind of contact sport mm. and uh, and when we go outside and we start throwing hands, us and them. And my friends are getting their asses kicked. <laughs> so, like this big guy on my fraternity, huge Italian guy, that everyone that was so tough, is just letting people just punch him, right? So I, I just start throwing haymakers. I hit like three kids in a row. And people were looking, and obviously they just looked at me like I was crazy. And, and they didn't they didn't want to be the one, to, so they just stopped fight. They stopped hitting my friend because my fight. finger is still broken. Yeah. I, I actually still have a broken finger because I didn't know how to actually make a fist. And then, uh, and, and and then I went up against some kid who's like, come on, man. And then I just double legged the shit yeah, out of him. You got to, baby. I, 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 I still wrestled that first semester. So I yeah. still had like, no. you're, you're not going to get it. When you're a college wrestler and you're in college wrestling, it's just, you're just, you're, you're a trained fighter at that you're point. You're ready to go. You're, you're ready to go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was, but that gave me a, a, a very, uh, False confidence of how tough I really was <laughs> for later fights. Yeah, beating uh, up a bunch of frat boys. Yeah, I'm tough I, now. I had the opposite, man, because I boxed, you know, as a kid, and then I wrestled a couple years. I wasn't a great wrestler. Wrestled, you know, like junior high, a little bit of high school, and then did all this traditional martial arts shit, you know? So, and, you know, back then everyone thought, though this is the 80s, everyone thought that that, that was the shit, like karate and though that you're, was what you're you needed. A killer. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that you're the boxing assassin. was, the boxing and the wrestling was the shit that really, so I remember I got, you know, I never, I was a little guy and I was always funny. I always talked my way out of shit. And I remember I got into like almost, I should have got my ass kicked. I got real lucky. But, you know, we're so used to like sparring with no gloves and stopping punches, right? Yeah. You know? That I got this huge dude. He was like 300 pounds, six five, and he was drunk at this party. And it's a big long story, but he was pushing, push. He was pushing this guy around, this little guy. And I just said, "Hey, man, knock it off." He didn't do anything. So the guy comes and's like, like bad, like after school special shit, like pushing me in the yeah. chat. Come on, buddy, let's go. You know, pushing yeah. me, and I'm like, "Don't, don't do it." And I'm like, "If you push me again, I'm fucking knock you out." And he pushed me again. I did like the perfect like. Kempo, trap the arm, <laughs> and I threw a fucking like a Wing Chun punch, and I and I stopped it about two millimeters from his face. Wow! I meant to punch him, yeah. but I went, ah! 
And he and then I went, but it was the coolest shit ever. I went, go sit down. <laughs> and and he fucking eyes got big and he was like, fuck man. And he walked away and everyone was like, dude, that was some Bruce Lee shit. I'm like, no, I almost got my ass kicked. I meant to hit him. That was like that was like the karate kid part too. I was like, I was trying to punch him and I fucking stopped it. I'm like, I got lucky that he was scared. Was I'm like, a quick thinker. I told him to, to go sit down. It's hilarious. I'm like, damn, I almost got my ass kicked. I, I hated the karate kid part too, except for that one part where Mr. Miyagi went to punch a guy with her with the oh, guy's yeah. nose. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite parts. Now we are gonna call uh someone who's a legitimate badass. The Bellator champion, Daniel Strauss, who had the fight of his life against Pitbull a week ago. Great fight. I, uh, I watched it again today. And, uh, man, he had Pitbull hurt. In the second round, he pretty much had him out. Done. Uh, and then he, Pitbull, I mean, it just shows you how tough these, these Pitbulls are. But, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm a, what, you don't think Pitbull's that tough? No, I think Pitbull's a a good fighter. Dude yeah. keeps coming back though, man. How many comebacks? I thought he was gonna come back again. Then he had him in the fifth round. Was it the fifth round where he had his back? He had his back in the fifth, and I was like, "Please, Strauss, don't do this." I know uh, you've right? done this before. He where, put his neck up at one point. I was like, uh, oh, "I was like, we'll talk about that." Hopefully, he answers the phone. I know, I know, I know he just got hand surgery today, so hopefully, he'll uh, answer the phone or not be drugged up or not be because uh, Painkiller Marina was definitely a different person. <laughs> People said that was the favorite time they've had her on the show. Yeah, she was funny as hell. <laughs> PKM. Yep. People said she's the great, great Marina. Yeah. PKD. Painkillers. Daniel? Nah, that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> Let's hit him up. Meanwhile, have, did you know about this, this, this guy's past? Daniel? Yeah. A little bit. Jesus Christ. Been to jail numerous times. I know a little bit. Armed robbery. Hello. Daniel Strauss. Hey, what's up, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins, Ian Harris. How are you, man? What's going on, brother? How you guys feeling? It's the champion. The champion. How right. good does that feel? He don't sound like the champ right now. He just <laughs> sounds like he's chilling somewhere. What's up, champ? Hey, hey, man. I'm just now getting out of surgery, so you know they got me uh, pumped full of some... Uh, <laughs> we were go. hoping for that. <laughs> we were hoping for that. Yeah, he's going to say hey. some rally shit. I thought y'all was bill collectors at first. <laughs> <laughs> he said, may I ask who's speaking? <laughs> so how, how are you, man? By the way, thanks for coming to my show in Florida last month. It was so great to see you and your hot girlfriend. Uh, thank you for coming. <laughs> that was pretty damn awesome. Thank you. Nah, man, I, I had been wanting to come out for a while, man. Uh, I, I remember a while ago, uh, after one of my fights, I, I yeah, yeah, wrote me. It was like good fight, and I was like, "Please, just don't roast me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were actually. Yeah, you were, you were actually concerned about about being roasted, uh, and I was like, "This." Yeah, I'm like, "You're a guy who just got fought like for the title, and you're worried about being roasted." Like, I'm like, "Jesus Christ, man!" It's uh, it's so fun. Now, how good does that feel? I know the Pitbull. This is the third fight against Pitbull. You guys have had some great fights, uh, epic battles. Uh, how good does it feel to finally beat this guy? Um, it feels good. Uh, you know, it's 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 sweet to get this belt. Uh, you know, I think it's gonna happen again down the line. You know, what I mean, uh, he's obviously gonna want his uh, get back, and you know, there's a uh, plenty, plenty. And Bubba, Bubba, will tell you, there's plenty of guys in the 45 division right now. Plenty tough guys, so. Uh, you know, I'm just focusing on the next thing. I had to get my head, my hand healed up. Uh, as I said, I just got through surgery. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks and see how it's going. And, uh, 
he'll just get back in the gym. Now you uh, you you hit him hard in the second round. I mean, you almost had him out. Were you surprised he was able to come back from that? You know what? It was one of those things that uh, if you if you continue going, you're gonna wake him up, and that's what happened. I knocked his ass out, and uh, uh, once he hit the mat, I tried to just keep you know followed up, follow up. But uh, that's what uh, kind of brought him back to. He was hanging on and whatnot. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed, but it's part of the game, man. I just knew if I if I didn't get him out then, it was going to be a matter of time. So I just kind of wanted to keep pushing forward. There's like the perfect knockout. A lot of people don't know this that if you knock a guy out, right? And I did this once with a, with a guy I was fighting Ian Rummel. I knocked him out, and then I continued to punch him. Had I knocked him out, maybe hit him two more times, and then just walked away like I was the man, he would still be laying there. But I hit him three or four more times, which actually woke him up and and got him starting to fight. So a lot of people don't know that when you knock a guy out, there's the perfect time to continue attacking, and then there's that perfect time to stop and be like, all right, he's not going That's to gamble move. though, yeah, right? It, it is because yeah. if you stop. And he's not out, then he gets that recovery time, but you know. So. It looks cool though, like the Joachim Hansen when you boom and just walk away. Yeah, you, the walk off is always the prettiest <laughs> one. Cool. Sure. It's always that fine line, you know what I mean? But you know how it is. You know, you don't want to stop and then that be the end of the, you know, that, and they're like, hey, keep going. And he's recovered. So, you know, the biggest thing I want to do is just win the fight. So, you know, I'm going to keep punching till, till, Hey, till nighttime. So, uh, if if it meant that we had to go all five rounds and I had to keep punching, so be it. But uh, now you now you and Bubba train uh, together, right? Yeah, we used to train together. Bubba, my man, man. Bubba's my boy. <laughs> now he said back then he was partying a little bit too much. Uh, the Cuban ladies were all over him. Uh, <laughs> did but now he's he? Do you did do you remember that kind of Bubba? Was it was he was he was he a tough training partner back then? You know what? I, I've said this about Bubba, man. I think he's in a good place. You know, uh, not not as far as like camps. I don't mean anything about camps, but you can tell he's more focused. And as a friend, and, and you know, and uh, a guy that might have to fight him, that's what I like to see. You know what I mean? Uh, he 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 deserves a lot. He's gonna, uh, you know, keep putting in the work and. You know, that's the bubble that everyone knows. You know, that's the bubble that everyone's been waiting on. So, uh, you know, I can't say that he was partying excessively or whatnot. <laughs> uh, we we had our we had our nights in Miami a couple of times. Yeah, yeah we, you know, somebody was going to get the issue one night. Uh, <laughs> what, let, let me tell you a story. One time, me, uh, me, Daniel, and one of my friends from Arizona, we, we all went out to party in Miami. And um, I, we had VIP at one of the big clubs down there. And it was, you know, we're getting out of this club three o'clock in the morning i had my girl daniel had his girl and my boy um t was by himself you know so he's you know about to you know try to get a girl you know we're all going home we're all leaving and there was this drunk dude i'm talking about crazy drunk slurring his words walking sideways but he had this diamond i mean diamond out watch on diamond out bracelet neck was all diamond out and we're in a good part of miami where it's like that ain't fake, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he was just about to hop in his CLS 550 Mercedes um, until we walked by. And he was like, hey, yo, bitch. Hey, yo, bitch. Talking to either my girl or Daniel's girl. Because my boy T didn't uh. have, have a girl right there. And he was like, hey, yo, bitch. And Daniel was like, yo, please let it be Bub. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like and for the sake of everybody, please let it be Daniel. You know, like we're hoping yeah. that he's not called. Because it's, it's go time, you know what I mean? And, and this dude just kind of like walked up. And I'm trying to like 
per, like grabbed Daniel because he was talking to Daniel's girl. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Daniel, like, let's just be chill. It's it's the hot time right now. Like, ain't nothing good about to happen. Right. On this, we are on the hot street too. You know where there's cops at every other corner. And this dude's so belligerent and so drunk that he doesn't even see what's like about to happen. Uh, Daniel has a cast on. You know what I mean? And like, literally lining this dude up. Like, <laughs> like, yo, so it's about to be your day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from then on, we were like, yo, make it your night. Make it your night. Because Daniel was like, yo, bro, keep walking or you're going to make it your night. And he was like, oh, it's my night. Yeah, it's about to be my night. I'm about uh, to go home with this girl. So what happened? We, I, I talked Daniel down from the ledge. Oh, good for you. Uh, yep. But we did have plans <laughs> on if we did have to oh, fight. It would be over. Not only would it be over. We're taking everything on them. <laughs> oh, no, but no, it was I think, good. I think I would have just made Bill, maybe. Uh... <laughs> now, um, were you at any danger in that fifth round of your last fight? Because I know you've had fights before, where uh, like your uh, your 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 one fight against uh, uh, Pat Curran, where it was it was even going into the last round, and then you gave up that submission. It was like, oh, were you were you thinking of that in that fifth round of this fight? Like, fuck, this guy's got my back. Don't blow this. Um, it wasn't a big deal, you know. It just happened to be I was a little bit of resting. Obviously, it passed in my head, like, "Hey, don't be a dumbass." But um, it it wasn't a big deal, you know. My submissions are, are up to par. I just, like I said, man, the, the fight with Pat Kern and the fight with Patricio, you know, I had a mental lapse. We, we were going through things, had some injuries. It was just that, you know, the first one I had that horrible weight cut. And I kind of gave up on myself. And, and uh, you know, at this point, there was no giving up. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had my back, but that's part of the fight. Sometimes you get your back taken. Uh, I know how to defend. I wasn't really worried. You know, I, I did like to see the whole crowd that was upset and, like, got to cry and shit. <laughs> it did kind of make me feel good. Like, oh, y'all really care about me. But, uh, but uh, yeah, man, I wasn't really worried, man. Uh, Patricio's a good fighter. Uh, you know, that isn't a position I need to be in. But at the same time, it wasn't a position I was worried about. Now, I, I was doing my research on you, which I had, I mean, I, you know, I, I had known you as always a super nice guy at the comedy club and you came to a comedy show with your sweet girlfriend. Thanks. I didn't realize the shit that you had to go through in your life. So when you were in middle school, your parents, you were a really troubled high school. You got kicked out of your house in junior high. And then where did yeah. you, where did you live throughout high school? Uh, it was ups and downs, man. Uh, I, I did stuff like, uh, live with friends. I've lived in parks. I've lived in cars. I've lived, uh, you know, quite a, quite a, quite a few places. And the only that, thing is, man, is, you know, my story is not different from anybody else. Yeah, you know? yeah it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never lived in a park. Uh, <laughs> now, now then. I like. Go on. Go ahead. No, I was saying then in, in, in wrestling in high school, uh, you you lived in Ohio. As a junior year, you were third in the state. Then your senior year, you couldn't wrestle because of grades. Now they say that you're one of the you were one of the best wrestlers in the last decade in Ohio, and they say that you're the best wrestler to never win the state title. Yeah, that hurt me, man. And to this day, that still hurts me. Uh, if you want to get a pinch of nerve, or if you want to, you know, pinch a nerve 
And uh, if you if you ever want to see me cry, you know uh, that's something to talk about. You know, it really uh, my whole my whole career was based on winning the state title and uh, going on to win a uh, NCAA national title. That's all I really cared about. You know, that's all I ever really thought about. It's all I knew. You know what I mean? Uh, it was my only way into uh, college. It was the only reason why I showed up to, to school for four years. Um, so for me to uh, do some of the to achieve some of the accomplish, accomplishments that I did achieve, and for it to uh, you know turn around and, and and to come up short, it was just the story of my life. And uh, yeah, really, to this day, it still hurts, but. I thank God that it it happened. It, you know, it's molded me to the person I that I am today. I couldn't tell you that if uh, I went through all that, that I'd be a world champion right now. I can't tell you that my grind and my and my motivation would be the same. Uh, so, you know, mysterious, mysterious things happen. Well, but but then it but then it got it got worse for you because then you 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 graduated high school, and then you went to jail for armed robbery for three for three years, three years you were in jail. Yeah, I mean, how bad was that? Uh, I sucked. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it it, it definitely sucked. It wasn't it wasn't what I had planned in my book. Uh, hey, you know. Like I said, God works in mysterious ways. You now, know. What did you steal, uh, by the way, to get to get to get arrested? What did I steal? Yeah. Uh, I felt heartbreak, man. You know, there's a lot of people that did for me. He thought you said, "What'd you feel?" He no, wants no, to no, know. No, what what'd you, you, what, no, what, what, was, you, what was stolen? Yeah, sir? like armed robbery. <laughs> did you rob a bank or? Man, or? you know what? What was stolen? It wasn't even. It was uh, like some diamond necklaces, some uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, I happened to go inside an apartment with some other people, and you know, I'm the one that had to take the rap. So uh, it is what it is. And now, when you went to jail, you know, did anybody just, test you in jail? Yeah, yeah. You gonna get? You gonna have to fight. You know, I, it's not like I had many, but uh, yeah, I had my fights. Now, uh, what was your yeah, record in jail? Uh, you know, I'm like, like ten and zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Daniel, this is amazing. Honestly, like your story is a fucking movie, dude. I mean, uh, you know, uh, but, but we we have the people from Bellator here. You guys are fucking up, Bellator, because this this should be people don't know this, man. Uh, you this is an amazing amazing story. Uh, because the fact that you're a world champion and you were you were in prison for three years. I mean, right now, you, I mean, you can go, you can make the rest of your life just go to prisons and talk to them. You'll make a fucking killing on the prison circuit. Uh, as, 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 as a, uh, <laughs> and don't try to try me because I'm 10 and 0 when I was back in the day. So. I mean, it's, yeah. my respect. It, it's amazing. It's amazing what you have accomplished. Uh, now, I got to talk about one more thing, though. So in 2013, you're driving in Fort Lauderdale. You get pulled over. Yeah. You, you have yeah. a suspended license, 20 grams of marijuana. Uh, cannabis, drug paraphernalia, and MDMA. What, what party were you going to? Uh, th- th- this sounds amazing. Uh, what? This would be a great time to say dodgeball. Daniel. What was that? <laughs> I, 
I was going to an MMA roasted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get prepared, man. That, you know, I had to get ready for it. Nice, man. Well, look, it's so funny because I like it's so funny because when I, I met you at the comedy show, you had this. He has this cute girlfriend. I mean, how long have you been with that girl for? Uh, we've been uh, together off and on for like fifteen years, man. That's that's my. We 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 went through some things together, man. And it was so because you guys look like this old fashioned couple who like you're like oh we have to right. get home by nine o'clock and we have to go watch you know yeah. you got we have to water the plants <laughs> and, and stuff I I had no idea like what uh what you've been through man it, it's it's truly inspiring man and I know you're on painkillers so now you're not gonna want to remember any of this conversation but uh it, it's truly truly inspiring man I know man it's a blessing to be here and a uh, blessing to talk to you guys and. Uh, you know, it's just uh, for people to be backing me after so long and, uh, you know, to know what I've been through and, you know, uh, you know, to have my friend and, you know, part of radio show. It's just, it's just amazing to me. It's, uh, it's something big and I, and I couldn't be more proud of uh, everything that's going on. Well, it's an honor to know you, man. Now, now, now Bubba has a fight coming up against Jordan Parsons. Do you have any advice for Bubba? Knock his ass out. <laughs> Make it his night. It's as simple as it is. Make it his night. Next Friday night, bro. I'm gonna I'm literally try to throw his nose in the crowd. Like I'm a I'm I have a couple attempts. One, I'm gonna try to attempt to knock him out in the first thirty seconds. If I don't knock him out in the first thirty seconds, then I'm gonna do it in the last thirty seconds because I'm gonna drag his ass through the fight. Second, if I get a good ass double A, I'm talking about a mean double A. I'm gonna try to push him out of the cage. Like literally lift him up over the cage. <laughs> Yourself, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Should you be telling everyone your strategy? Is no, that- yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. My strategy is to go in to win. You know, I don't, I don't. Right for right now, I don't have this. Like, okay, you know, I'm going in the first. I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna go and win. But I am trying to knock his ass out. <laughs> like I am trying to knock him. I'm trying to hurt him. Daniel, do you think that's a, that's a good strategy for Bubba or no? Uh, I think he has a perfect strategy. I mean, I think uh, the thing about it is, is people have always ask me the same thing. What's your strategy? Man, it's to go in there and win. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. So uh, I think he has the perfect strategy. And, uh, you know, I think he will come out with the win. Nice. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, listen, dude, It's it was an honor to talk to you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to get a lot more fans after this interview. And thank you, Daniel Strauss. Thanks for everything. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Hey, Bubba, I love you, brother. No doubt, hey, man. Tell Rachel I said hello. For sure, for sure. All right, bro. Uh, y'all doing your thing. And again, man, I appreciate y'all for having me. Oh, any, anytime. All right, that was Daniel Strauss. Uh, what a story, huh? Love that dude, man. He's, for, for real, for all the things that he's been through, and he's been through the hard city, you know, of Cincinnati and things like that, he's a really good dude. If you sat down and maybe even had 10 minutes of conversation with him, you wouldn't, th- I mean, with the dreads and how he fights, you would think, oh, man, this guy is a rugged thug. He's a really smart guy, really chill, really down-to-earth, humble type of person that you were like, you know what? I could see myself going to have a drink with this guy. That's why we became such close friends because we had very different backgrounds. Obviously, you know, we I didn't go to jail and things like that. And, you know, some of his dreams or some of the things that I accomplished now, it's vice versa. His, his, his reality is something that I want to accomplish, you know, one of my dreams. And you know, we became really good friends because he was just one, a hardworking brother who's always trying to grind for the next 
for his family. He's got a daughter. He's you know he's got his girl that he's been with for so long, and it is it's a it's an image of something that I strive to be. You know, just a really good person. Now he's the, always he, working. Now hard he's the and, champion at yeah. the weight class. What, what if you know, if you beat Parsons? You're yeah. probably a fight away. Oh man, we talked about this. Like you know, when you're boys, when you, when you're boys, especially when I first got into Bellator, I was at 155. So you know, he was like, "Man, I can't wait to you know we're we're doing the Will Brooks Daniel Strauss dance." You know, when Will Brooks and him are you know now both champions at ATT, uh, and this was before Brooks became on the stage of you know going to possibly be the the next contender and stuff and champion. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, man, you know this 55 though, because at ATT there's some massive 55 pounders." So it's like. <laughs> Man, I don't think I'm a 50. I'm, I'm more closer to your size because I am coming down from 180. Yeah, right? then I am in any. Well, Brooks is huge. Yeah, then I am from any 155 pounder at our gym, you know. And I was like, you know, I think I might be, you know, making that move to 45. And I asked him, how would you feel about that? He's like, man, you know, and this time at these points in times, this is when the tournament was going on. So he was like, man, if we got in the finals of the tournament, it'd be a win-win in the situation because if you beat me. Um, for the tournament, you'll get the check and you'll become the champion, but they'll just recycle me right back through the tournament where I'll get more money from, you know, right. having that loss and then going back and starting all over and beating everybody up. How, how, then, are the, how are the training sessions? Were they close with you and him? Uh, we never sparred like that. We never like got down and gritty and sparred and, and got to see what each other was about. But a lot of the training that we did was, you know, without the sparring, like the the MMA, you know, with the sh- small gloves on, but it was more wrestling based. You more, ever spar with Hector Lombard? Hell no, son. <laughs> Hell. What about no. with Will Brooks? Nope, I, I haven't sparred with a lot of those guys. A lot Who's of those the best guys. guy you've ever sparred with? The best guy I ever sparred with probably came out of Kings MMA. Um, uh, obviously, the coach was, you know, head head above him. I mean, he need me in my chest after doing a salsa dance. Who was and that? I wrote R- R- Rodero. Oh Cordero? yeah, yeah. Rafael Rafael Cordero. Cordero, yeah. Yes, uh, he was. Rafael. He was. He was dancing in front of me, like you know, just kind of like moving. And then he did like this salsa dance thing <laughs> and just walked up. Like I couldn't. I was. I was trying to block kicks and everything. He literally just walked in slow motion and boom, just need me in my chest, and I dropped like a sack of potatoes. And then I also got kicked in the liver at that same practice. By who? I don't even know. Dude didn't even speak English. You know, they were like, "Oh, you want like sp- the janitor?" Sp- <laughs> no, definitely was not the janitor. You mean Marashenko? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but he was fighting. He was fighting Orthodox, Orthodox, and I just kept throwing. I was fighting Orthodox as well, and I kept throwing a lazy cross. And then he switched southpaw, and I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting. I think maybe my cross can reach him now." And I threw it. And right, perfect timing. He moved and just boom. I mean, brought the the kick of Thor, and I'm not gonna say you know the, the, the kick of Thor from the depths of hell right up to my liver. And how are your it, kicks by the way now? The it was good. My kicks are good, man. I, I'm becoming uh, the fighter that I want to be right now. As of today, as of sparring today, I'm feeling great. I'm looking great. Um, Any know. wheelhouse kicks? Yeah, you can yeah. do wheelhouse kicks, really. Yeah. I'm come on, dog. I'm I'm an athlete, bro. I'm black. I'm black. Stop it. You can do wheelhouse kick, bro. I'm black. Because I know I'm you. Wrestler, I know you as a wrestler. It's hey, hard. To, it's hard to. I'm black, dog. Oh, it's a good point. I'm I black. You're, I, I, I keep forgetting you're black. You forget um, that I'm chocolate, dog. We can do a lot of things. Wheelhouse kick is definitely in my arsenal. All right. Okay. Can you do a wheelhouse kick? Obviously. Yeah. I can't. I no, can't. Probably not as good as a, as a wrestler across from me. <laughs> <laughs> now, by the way. uh uh, Bubba is with Tip a Fighter, people. Tip a Fighter. Uh, it's where the fans can directly tip the fighters. How great is that? Okay? You see Bubba do pull off a wheelhouse kick or t- take uh, Jordan Parsons, throw him out of the cage? 
I'm giving the dude some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, tip Wait, a fighter. Ask, how do fighters? How do fighters get up on that? They just contact me. Okay. Contact me on Twitter. Yeah, anybody in your me. gym that yeah. has a fight coming it's up. Perfect for I me. Mean, guys are going out there putting it on the line. If you go to an event, you you take an Uber, you take a taxi drive, you got to pay the taxi driver. You tip yeah. the taxi driver. You get some drinks. You're having a good time, and you're watching the fights. You tip the bartender, but yet you're being entertained by the fighters in the cage that are putting their life on the line, and they don't get no tips. Now, what's up? Also, with that? I know that Anthony yeah. Burchek fought last week. And yeah. Now he was with Tip a Fighter. Did yes, people tip was. him for the medical bills? Or I'm on a, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on. No, I was wondering how that worked. I'm not, I'm not even putting Burchek down. I love Burchek, but like, oh like, boy, yo, Burchek got knocked in the fifth grade, man, and I was, I was devastated by it because obviously we root for our athletes at Tip a Fighter. We want him to do well. We were, we were hoping that he was doing well. Um, and with Tip a Fighter, you got to promote it, you know, in a sense like people got to know that you're on or with us, so we, so so people can generate the yeah, tips, yeah. you know, so. You know, he didn't promote it that well, so it was like a bittersweet thing. Like, had you won, we don't know what it would have been like because yeah. no, one, no one knew, you know. But he took a loss, and, you know, I haven't talked with, you know, the the financial people with Tipified. I haven't talked to them about, um, you know, the tips that rain in. You know, some people just tip you for, you know, being a fighter, you know. Yeah, no, Marina was getting tips. They didn't have, they didn't have a yeah, fight People tip me <laughs> for being on the podcast, you know. People tip me because my name's Bubba and I'm, I'm chocolate, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a number of reasons. You just By the way, b- people that uh, are, are saying that Bubba hates white people, that, that's not true, uh, <laughs> Bubba, right? Can we, can we set the record yeah, straight? Yeah, obviously, I don't hate white people. Some white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all hate some white yeah, people. We, I, we all hate everybody. <laughs> yeah, I hate some white like, people, You too. know, there's some, there's some black people that I just cannot stand, you know. I'm just Is God. Jordan Parsons one of them? I can't even consider him black. Well, cause he, well, he's I, don't black. Even, I don't know what he is. Is he, is he black? Uh, hey, hey, listen, I'm black. He ain't full black. <laughs> listen, <laughs> there's a difference between black and full black. Okay. Well, you know come on. But I really? I mean, people say Obama's black. I mean, hey, he ain't full black. He ain't full. Oh, do you have to be full black to be black? No. Oh. But I don't know what Parsons is. I know what Parsons going to be, though. Black and blue? Black and blue. Black and blue. Black and blue. <laughs> uh, my son only knows three color, four colors. He knows yellow, purple, black, and blue, right? That's the only colors he knows. And the other day, I was like, hey, what color is that? He was like, yellow. What color is that? Blue. And that, you know, he was going back you and forth. You get some more crayons. Yeah, I should. <laughs> I should. I should. You know, the, the ones from uh, Applebee's, don't, you know, they run out after a while. But no. <laughs> so I was like, what color is Jordan Parsons going to be? He was like, black. It's like, okay, I'll give you that. He's already kind of black. What color is he going to be after fight? Blue. What uh, color will his eye be a couple days la- later? Yellow. What color will his eye be the night of? Purple. I was like, yeah, daddy gonna win. Yeah. So That's he's awesome. already got it mapped out. My son's a genius. So I already know I feel I, I'm 100% faithful in the fact that I'm gonna beat him up just because my son said so. Okay. Now, also, I um, wanna thank American Icon Autographs, A I A S E dot com, the best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events. Uh, check them out, A I A S E dot com. This guy's name is Sean, sponsors a lot of fighters. Could not be a cooler guy. He sponsors our podcast, so thank you. Thank you, Sean. Make sure AIASE.com. Uh, so, Crow Cop admits to desperate human growth hormone use. Desperate HGH. So, he retired the day before it came out that he was taking steroids or HGH. Uh, and you know what? It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? I mean, you're, you're a legend. You're Charlie, a legend. And now, now, and, now his, and now his whole legacy is tarnished now. I mean, yeah. I mean, to some people, it could always be. Plus, he's a cop, isn't he? Like a corporation cop. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, he's, he's as corrupt as the cops in the U.S. This guy. I mean, seriously, what's what's what is this? I guess when you're 40, you need to take HGH. Uh, oh, however, I wouldn't he is. say his his uh, 
his legacy is tarnished. You know what I mean? I mean, it comes with some kind of dirt on it with, you know, with any time you test positive for anything, whether you don't even show up and you test positive, um, you know, it comes with some kind of, you know, negative light. But people revere that man, you know, uh, people. Yeah, he's a legend. They're all, all the legend. all the pride guys are pretty much yeah. revered. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man, you're you're cheating. I think all I think, though, I think wasn't kind of just just a. Understood or just accepted that back then with pride that everybody was probably doing oh yeah something right so I don't think that's a big surprise is it that, I mean, what, right. what, what I heard what happened <laughs> what I heard was that they would they would test you and they would not show you your results until you wanted to leave the organization and then they go hey well, I'm leaving pride okay but we're gonna release that you failed these four drug tests <laughs> oh, that's that's what I heard went on uh, I don't I, I don't know if wow. it's true I forgot who I heard it from but uh, that's what I heard. It sounds like some shady shit that would go on. Uh, now we are right. talking to a girl who lost to Holly Holm, won her last fight, Raquel Pennington. Uh, her She contacted me and said she has some insight on the fight this week. So we're going to go over the fights this week. We're going to call Raquel Pennington. She got, a, she got a big win over Jessica Andrade, uh, her last fight. She won the rematch. And she's on the revenge tour where she wants to beat everybody that beat her. The revenge. She's six and five, but she's a damn good six and five. This girl. It's tough. Uh, yeah, that's a long ass uh, revenge tour. She got to go back a couple times. <laughs> uh, so some yeah. frequent flyers for that one. You so go so we're gonna talk people. to Raquel Pennington. She's cute too. It's too bad she plays for the uh, other team. She likes she likes chicks. Uh, but you know, there's there's a, there's a bit of that going around in the female and, fighting and the female fight. It was just in general, but I, I would say in a, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, how's it going? We are here with the beautiful talented, badass Raquel Pennington coming off a huge win over Jessica Andrade. Uh, how did that feel with the win, the, win the uh, rematch by submission? That was pretty awesome. It was a, it was definitely an exciting fight. Um, I must admit, that fight did not feel the way that it looked to the crowd. Uh, you- I had a pretty brutal weight cut, so I felt like I was dying in the fight. Really? I mean, because yeah. you, you you look great. I mean, you you uh, you submitted a really really tough girl and a girl who who beat you by a split decision. So the fact that you came back and won that must have been uh, it, it didn't look like you were uh, suffering. Uh, poker face. Poker face, nice. <laughs> now I actually I don't know if you know who I am. I actually met you uh, at the UFC Fan Expo about two years ago. I was on the bleachers. And you were there, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? But there was all these girls, these hot lesbians hitting on you. So you, <laughs> you, so you gave me actually zero, you're like, whatever, hi. And then you, you, you were way better at picking up chicks than I was, just for the record. So, uh, oh, you sound a little salty. I am. I'm a little, I am a little salty. <laughs> very salty. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, it was, it was cool. You seem like a very sweet girl. Uh, now, do you have a girlfriend or are you, are you single? What's the deal? I do have a girlfriend. Mm. For how long? Uh, we've been together about two years now. Two years. So now I'm here also with Bubba Jenkins, by the way. I don't know if you know Bubba Jenkins, Bellator fighter. What's up? What's up? Yep. And Ian, ha- Ian, Ian Harris is here. He's a trainer slash comedian slash atheist. Uh, so um, <laughs> I like that atheist. Buddy. He's got to yeah. mention that. That's all right. So um, you fought Holly Holm. You almost beat Holly Holm. Uh, and you, uh, according to your manager, you have a very unique perspective on Holly Holm. So tell us, who wins this fight and why? <laughs> you know, I mean, 
first off, I mean, I wish both ladies good luck. Anything can happen if a fight. But uh, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to it, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't think this is going to be Ronda's uh, typical 14-second, 34-second fight. Um, I think it'll definitely go further into the round, maybe into a second round, just because Holly is pretty good at cutting angles. I mean, she does come from boxing background, so she's good at getting in and getting out. Or from when I fought her, I mean, she's good at running away. I had to chase her all over the place. So uh, I think Ronda's going to have to do a lot more work to close in on her. Um, with that, I mean, when it comes to it, I think as far as Ronda, uh, obviously she's a badass chick, but you definitely, I mean, somebody who's going to beat her has to have the power behind her hands. And I don't think with me fighting Holly, I mean, she didn't do anything that really fazed me. She doesn't, I mean, like I said, she's good at getting in and getting out or running away, but she doesn't have that power behind her hands that it's going to take. Um, and yeah, she had good takedown defense. Although when I fought her, I wasn't really trying to take her down. My coach was getting frustrated because he originally wanted me to take her down. But the minute that I would pretend like I was going to do anything of a takedown, she would drop her hand completely and it was easy for me to tag her going out. I think that she felt strong for sure. Uh, she has great takedown defense when it comes to wrestling, but obviously Ronda comes from a judo background. So that's a whole different ball game. So you like Ronda by submission in the second round. Yeah, we could go with that. I don't think Ronda will take her out with her hands, but... Who would you rather hook up with? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, who? I don't like blondes, I guess. You don't like blondes? So, so, so Ronda? Because Ronda's sort of a dirty blonde? Sure. Okay, so Ronda. Ronda. All right, so... Okay, so you think... Now, uh, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Ronda's going to win, too. But it's very tempting to bet on Holly because... There's a lot of nonsense going on in Ronda's career right now. Uh, Edmund is like being going, might go to jail for fraud or uh, for not paying taxes. She's dating a guy that she's uh, is an alleged wife beater. Uh, her mom hates the coach. It just seems like there's a lot of other stuff going on in Ronda's life where Holly doesn't have to deal with any of that. Is this a, is this a perfect storm for an upset, Bubba? I think it is because there's a lot going on in her mind and, you know, in her training camp and everything. I mean, like we said earlier, it's all a lot of it's mental. So when she has so many different things on her mind, um, you know, it can play a, a, a significant role. But as we've seen Ronda fight, we've also heard of many of things that are happened in her camp for the last couple of fights. And not like this, though. Yeah, uh, true, not like true. this. You know, you got to see how much of a championship she's willing to be for uh, for such a situation, she still works really hard. Cause like I was thinking, Always. like Tyson, Buster Douglas, maybe mm. this is. But at the same time, Tyson was fucking hookers. He was <laughs> uh, doing drugs. He wasn't training. Where Ronda's staying in the gym. So that's the that's the big difference. Uh, yeah. Ian, you know, I think with Ronda coming from the from just an Olympic background, she has a totally different mindset. I mean, yeah, this game is completely mental. I mean, it's a lot of physical, but you definitely need that mental status in there. And it does play a big part, but I think with just the fact that she's been in the Olympics, uh, the mentality when it comes to being with all those athletes and stuff, I think it's definitely going to be hard to break Ronda. Um, I think she'll definitely be able to put that aside to a degree to be able to handle business because she has a lot of the line. Now, do you get offended when people say things like, uh, a lot of fighters are saying, you know, Ronda's a, sh a shark in a swimming pool, or, you know, she she's got no competition, or she's just too good for all these other girls. You being one of the other girls who's a tough girl, uh, do you get offended by that? Yeah, you know, it's pretty annoying. I mean, we all do our part, and we may not be up there getting 14-second knockouts or 34 seconds, whatever you want to call it, and 
running the path that Rhonda is. I mean, we all have, we're all creating our own path, but at the same time, I mean, Rhonda's just a human. She's another athlete and she is not invincible. She's definitely beatable. It just takes the person to be mentally strong and not be beaten before they get into that cage with her. And Rhonda's good at playing that mental game and beating them before they even step in there. So once they step in there, they're pretty much afraid of her as it is. And well, well I, I got to like say, that, you're not going to perform. I got to say, Raquel, you are um, very impressive. I, I remember watching you from the ultimate fighter. I've been very impressed by your, you, you had like zero martial art training until like later on, right? I think you played hockey or something. <laughs> no, but I mean, I like hockey. Okay. Like basketball, volleyball, and softball. Basketball, volleyball, softball. You, you, you started late. You're very athletic. You hit really, really hard. And you're getting better every fight, so I'm I'm very impressed by you. By the way, uh, thank you. Just, Appreciate it. Even though you choked out my friend Ashley with a bulldog choke, uh, <laughs> I was I was very annoyed by that because I'm good friends with Ashley. Now the bulldog choke well, is hey, that like middle school? Bully? Yes. Is that like the middle school? She's called the bully choke. Is yeah. like that. She's one of three people that ever executed in the octagon. That's like, uh, where's my lunch money her, choke? Carlos yes. Newton and someone oh, okay. else. I mean, that was, but that just shows how strong she is. Yeah, you, gotta, almost, you gotta be super strong to hit somebody with the where's my lunch money choke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ashley's a tough girl. She's a college wrestler, all-American in college. I mean, she's not an easy girl to beat up and uh, it was a good fight, but that bulldog choke shows how much upper body strength you have, which is uh, very yeah, impressive. Know, I mean, I am pretty, uh, I am pretty strong. A lot of the guys, they sit here and they call me a cyborg or it's just all these different names. For uh, me, I mean, Misha will sit there and call me the juggernaut. And Misha, I mean, being in my weight division, she's like, you're one of the strongest chicks I've ever met. Like, I don't understand. And I remember when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, I fought Sarah Mora. Prior, uh, we fought on Invicta. And one day we were laying in bed, or laying in our beds. And mm. I was like, laying <laughs> in bed. Uh, <laughs> you slipped. Yeah. You slipped. Welcome to the brand new podcast. All right, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But no, I was laying there, and you know how you get that sense when somebody's staring at you? So I opened my eyes, and I was I looked down, and Sarah's staring at me, and I was like, what are you looking at? And she was like, I'm just trying to figure you out, because I don't understand how strong, like, how you're so strong. You're one of the strongest women I've ever known. And I mean, multiple, multiple people say that. All the guys that I train with, a lot of the guys are like, we absolutely love going with you, because you challenge us more than an uh, actual male does. Yeah, uh, I can see, I can see that. And, now, power and everything. Now, now, have you always liked girls, or was there ever a chance where you like, oh, I'll, I'll see what this men thing's about, and then you're like, ah, fuck this, I'm going for girls? <laughs> um, well, I had a boyfriend back in the day. And so he screwed it up for him. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just more so a cover-up. I mean, I've always been into girls, but it, it was just getting more comfortable with myself and within my own skin, and I mean, I was raised in a huge Hispanic family raised Catholic and stuff. So I, it wasn't exactly an easy situation to come up into. And I was still kind of just really learning about myself. So, I mean, I kind of just used him as a cover up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he feels great about that. Um, now do you, um, I, Hey, listen, when you're, when you're young, you're, you're first exploring now. Are you into, I know that there, I see some lesbians that are into like very effeminate girls, girly girls, and some are into girls that look way more masculine than I do. Uh, what, type of girl do you go for or do you have a type um you know i've always dated chicks that are just athletic really down to earth outgoing and spontaneous i mean most of the girls everybody's like you're into petite girls but it just so happens that they happen to be shorter than me and smaller built than me um i definitely don't like chicks that like match up to the way that i am i don't consider myself super masculine i mean i'll consider myself like a stud but i still have my very feminine characteristics that'll come out if you get to hang out with me on a daily basis 
but I don't like anybody that's like all butch or more masculine than me. And I definitely hate being in a relationship where somebody tries to be more dominant than me. Like that's a no go. Okay. So you have to be the one wearing the the, uh, strap on. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, all right. Okay, just good. Good for you. And, and now that we got that, I, I know that, you know. All right, so now, uh, <laughs> other fights on this card. Uh, Joanna Yanjunchek against Valerie Letanu. Um, uh, Valerie uh, is with Hector Lombard. I, I don't know if they're officially dating. It seemed like they were. But Hector's not allowed to work her corner because he got busted for steroids. And uh, he's with her, but he can't work her corner, which pisses me off because I think that's they're a good team. Um <laughs> Uh, she's a 12 to one favorite young John check, but I know Valerie's a big girl. I heard she cuts from 150 to 115. Uh, could she pull the upset? Raquel, what do you think? You know, I think, like I said before, I mean, it's a fight. Anything can happen in a fight. If you're not on your A game, then something can go wrong. Um, Valerie with the ultimate fighter, I mean, she did try out for the season that I was on and she does walk around such as I walk around the same weight as her but I mean if you can cut that weight then hey she should be a powerhouse but uh you know I think Joanna's just she's a powerhouse at 115 her hands are just phenomenal uh, it's gonna take a hell of a wrestler to beat her and someone that can take a punch for sure yeah Claudia and her are a very good matchup but I don't know yeah. I'm hoping Valerie wins uh, someone told me if you put a hundred dollars on on Holly Holm and and Valerie you get eighteen thousand dollars. I don't know. I, I don't even know how that math works. I think it's eighteen hundred, but someone said eighteen thousand. Uh, Maybe it, if they both win, if they, if both, they both win, win it could be eighteen thousand. If they both yeah. win, they said eighteen thousand. I, I I hate to bet against Rhonda because I'm friends with her mom and Marina. But that but money is too good. Eighteen thousand dollars? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me for a hundred bucks? Oh my god, you're that. You're that guy. You're the guy that's like, oh, okay, that money though. <laughs> well, I'm eight, that guy for, eight, exactly. for sure. For eighteen thousand, I can give Marina a raise. Uh, so I, I mean, just, I don't know. Uh, eighteen thousand. I mean, so shit. It's it's tempting. That's, it's tempting. It's not tempting. It. No, and you know the, the good thing though is that if you if you if you're rooting on one side and you bet on the other side, then it's a win win either way. Right? Yeah, you, you just sold it, it for me, right? Because uh, yeah, so, <laughs> if you, oh man, I lost hundred bucks. Oh, my friend won. So or, my, my, oh, my friend lost, but I got eighteen grand. That's what a guy who does not believe <laughs> but in God. I'm going to tip her. Exactly. I'm going to tip her. That's exactly. for sure. Probably I won eighteen thousand. I'm gonna send her a tip. That's yeah, for sure. Here's a guy who doesn't believe in God. All right, now, um, <laughs> now Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva. Uh, Bigfoot Silva, although he won his last fight against Soa the Hulk, uh, he has not looked the same uh, since going off, uh, uh, you know, the TRT. I think Mark Hunt has this. Bubba? Uh, man, I, I'm going to go with Mark Hunt and the simple fact that I think he's just a little bit better athlete. A lot of things match up evenly. They both hit hard. They both have big hands. They both got big bodies and big-ass heads. Uh, but I'm just going to go with a little bit of the better athlete of Mark Hunt. All right, Raquel? Yeah, I'd have to agree, you know. Um, but, I mean, it's the same token. Anything can happen with them big boys. Okay, you're not allowed to say that anymore. All right, uh, Ian? <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's Mark Hunt. I think it's going to come down to to the chin factor because I think they both hit hard but I don't think I don't think uh, Bigfoot's got the chin anymore and I think Mark Hunt will have that chin till he dies now Ra- Raquel do you and your yeah. boyfriend do you, do you and your girlfriend ever get like uh, bored and bring home a, a random straight dude to play with oh hell no oh fuck <laughs> alright okay so uh, Uriah Hall uh, versus Robert Whitaker Uriah Hall versus Whitaker uh, I like Robert Whitaker I don't think I think Uriah Hall's in like I think he's hit his prime another he's, zone he's hit his zone yeah. I think he's gonna run through Whitaker uh, but you never know. Every time I think he's going to run through someone, it's a close fight. Uh, but I still think Uriah Hall wins this. Raquel, what do you think? I'm going to have to go with you. 
I, I call you Raya on this one. Bubba? Mr. Hall. And? Yeah, same thing. Plus, he sounds too much like Forrest Whitaker. I can't. I can't <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stefan Struve against a guy, a, a wrestler, Jared Rosholt, uh, who was uh, an All-American, I think, for OSU. Um, good wrestler. That sweet, sweet Struve. Uh, um, I got to go. And I just think of Craig, uh, Craig, Craig Wilson. Wilson yeah. Anytime I see or talk about Struve. But, you know, I'm going to go with my wrestling background and go with the wrestler but my heart's telling me Strew's gonna win Raquel but I always go with the wrestler <laughs> uh yeah I'm gonna go with Strew uh and Ian yeah I, I same thing I think I think Strew I don't think uh I mean I don't think Ro- Rochelle can hold up the pace that, that he'll get I, I think I'm going for Rochelle I think Struve uh he got killed by Overeem I was there and he's taken so many punches and for some reason I think his win last time over Big Nog, Big Nog looked fucking terrible. And I think it was a matter of Big Nog looking so bad uh, versus him looking better. So I'm going to go with Rochelle for this. I think if Rochelle loses, he gets cut. Uh, other big fights, we got Jake Matthews, some other kids. Uh, Anthony Purash versus Gian Vellante. Uh, Gian Vellante is Chris Wyman's best friend. Uh, they train together. He, uh, he's coming off a loss to... Um, uh, Tom Lawler, uh, Anthony Parrish is like 43 years old. He's got a, a, a knockout win over Vinny Magalesh, but he's he's uh, he's got strength, but he's just a little old. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think uh, it's. I, I don't know. I don't. Who, what's, the, what's the other guy? Gian Vellante. Yeah, see, I've never even seen him fight, but I I don't think I think uh, Parrish is is gone. Raquel, I'm not sure. I've never really. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, Bubba? Uh, I'm going to just go with the young bull because I'm just yeah. going with the young guy. <laughs> all right. So, so uh, that was yeah. the, uh, of all those people fighting, that was probably the worst names to bring up. Just cause oh, well, I'm, I'm, wait, do you want to talk about Steve Montgomery? Uh, you, you know who that is, right? <laughs> yeah, of course we know the weasel. I mean, who doesn't know the weasel but he's fighting the ultimate fighter But he's show. fighting Dan Kelly. Uh, I mean, the other guys fighting are like, uh, there's, there's, yeah, but you could have picked anybody. Kyle Noak is fighting. Jake Matthews is fighting. Uh, some good, there's some good fights. So Raquel, who do you want to fight next? Who do I want to fight? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm kind of on the whole thing with the revenge tour. I would like to definitely avenge my losses against the girls that I did lose to. Um, I feel like I was the better fighter in the fights, but there's just a lot of behind the scenes things that a lot of people don't get to realize or like what I mean, in my case. Um, just things that went on during fight camps or going into fights with injuries, going into the fight. When I fought Kevin Gano, I had the flu and it was probably the dumbest thing I could have ever done stepping into that cage. But, uh, you know, I just, I had so much pride. I didn't know how to swallow it back then. And, um, I, got, I, I take so, you're not very experienced at uh, swallowing things. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, go on. Cool. So, uh, so, you know, I definitely want to avenge those losses or anyone within the top 10. I mean, uh, as far as the ultimate fighter, I think they kind of had it set up to where they thought me and Juliana would eventually face off in the finale. But I've busted my hand on Jessman Duke's rock hard face and it didn't work out <laughs> my way. So um, I would like to eventually fight Pena um, or just, you know, work my way up the. Okay, so uh, we're calling out Pena. Line. We're calling out Pena. I think Leslie Smith is pregnant. That was a rumor uh, that was started here, actually. Uh, <laughs> so we don't know if, uh, if if Leslie Smith could fight. So we're calling Kadzingano and Pena out, right? That's that's who we're calling out. Let's see. Yeah, there's those. Yes, sure. All right. Well, listen, Raquel. It was an honor to talk to you. Uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, you're a beautiful girl, uh, and I will always root for you. Uh, so thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. You too.
But. All right, that was Raquel Pennington. I like her. I don't know yeah. how she likes me, but uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I do like her. So, Ian, where can people find you? Uh, in all the social media, my, my handle is uh, Comedioker, like comedy and mediocre, which is what I am. Uh, and yeah, man, if, and, and, and I have my, my, my TV special. It's called Critical and Thinking. It's supposed to go to Netflix in January, but right now it's on VOD, Hulu, all that, if anybody wants to watch it and, and see me be an atheist for a people while. People will, man. We have the most loyal fans. Nice. Honestly, our, our fans are very loyal. We'd love to have I mean, you live in LA. We'd love to have you come back here again. Absolutely. Uh, Bubba, uh, are we, next week you're not going to be here. Nope, I will not be here. When are you uh, going to Oklahoma? Tuesday. 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 But until then, you can find me in your local hot tub or sauna. <laughs> um, or running on the streets with plastics on, you know, things like that. You know, the the regular bring it down to, to weigh in nights. Well, best of luck, man. Thank uh, you, sir. I, I'm going to be rooting Shout for you. Shout out to all the MMA Roasted fans that have been hitting me up on Twitter, excited about the fight, that have been supporting me and waiting for this moment. I'm, I'm not going to let you guys down. I will be exciting for you. I'll, I'll even put a little three up and it's going to be like my sign for MMA Roasted, you know, just like an M yeah. or something, just to, just to show you guys love. I might even have MMA roasted on my banner. Oh, that would be amazing. Who, who knows? I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's it's for the people. It's, nice. It's, and, uh, people. it's Greg Wilson's birthday today. That's why he's not here. Oh, Happy wow. birthday. I'm sure he's... Oh, he's probably on that sweet, <laughs> sweet strewed right he's now. completely <laughs> fucked up right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, thank again to our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen, people, next week Bubba's fighting. Okay, win or lose, throw this guy some money, even though we know he's going to win. So tipafighter.com. We also had the Bellator... Look at the confidence he's got in me. Win or lose. I just want to be win or knockout. That's what it should be. Win or knockout. Uh, also, Bellator is here taping us uh, today for taping Bubba. Thank you, Bellator. Uh, super cool of you guys to come in. Uh, you guys are doing great things. Thanks for all the constant entertainment that you provide me. And also, American Icon Autographs, A I A S E dot com. Thank you, Sean, for everything. Uh, this week, I will be at, uh, I'm at a comedy club at the Ventura Comedy Club Saturday night. And then, uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend uh, that Friday and Saturday uh, and Sunday I am at the comic strip in El Paso so thank you uh, Sideshow Network take care have a great week <laughs>